It's funny how everybody got quiet. What's going on, everybody? Cali Death Podcast back once again. I forgot to look at the flyer. Is this 121? Yep. 121, yeah. Boom. Got it. What's going on, y'all? I'm your host, Anthony. As always, I am with the resident homies. Got the full force. Joel, Joseph, and Casey with me tonight. What's going on, dudes? Oh, hello. Yes. Hell yeah, dude. And uh, tonight we are joined by a very interesting story to me. Um, and I, w- I want to get into it as soon as we can. We got Von Stofi. He's uh, the newest member of... Oh, shit. I got lights for a second. Uh, newest member of Defeated Sanity. You would have seen him on the next... Or next. The last tour that they just uh, finished up. And uh, interesting story where he's coming from. You know, I hear he's he was a jazz musician in New York before he joined the band, which is super like I, I i'm pulled into this because of wolfgang obviously we're gonna get into this one i, I immediately was thinking wolfgang as soon as i heard this story so but before we get into it dudes and chicks thank you so much for being with us on a thursday night um let's do some plugs real quick battleforgecoffee.com go get your caffeine fix over there from the homies and deeds of flesh Hails. and then uh we got a new plug tonight and I'm not prepared for it because I forgot the fucking name, but I'm going to do this right now real quick and not stop talking and act like I'm professional. We have a generator rehearsal studios in Oceanside, California. We want you to, if you're in the SoCal area and you're looking to deal with some real professionals, one of them being Casey Howard. He's he's uh, working out of this this uh, studio is his friend Ben's, and they're both teaching out of there right now. Um, so Generator Rehearsal Studios You'll be able to get there and uh, contact either one of those guys and get some lessons or rehearsal space if you guys are down there and you need a place to do Oceanside, California basically north san diego basically in between san diego and orange county in la area so there's a lot yeah, of people come from la orange county and meet their other bandmates from san diego it's kind of a halfway meeting point uh joseph and i have jammed there many times uh paroxysmal butchering has practiced there a bunch uh to violently vomit joseph's uh, his his projects other bands too jo- joseph's other bands i don't know if dreamers practice there but yeah a lot of local bands so uh Check and we recorded multiple death metal records have been recorded there, yeah. although none of them are out, but they will all yeah. come out and they'll all be That's sick. True. Yeah, oh, yeah. This was recorded there and all that. And, and then, guys, uh, yeah, what's that, Vaughn? Well, that scene is so rich in San Diego. I mean, we'll get into that later, but dude, I'll, I'll tell yeah. you, man, that SoCal 
that San Diego thing, man, it's it's pretty electric out there. I mean, I, I definitely felt the vibe big time when we were out brick by brick, you know. Okay, yeah, yeah, um, brick by brick. Is and against. we can, yeah, we'll we'll get into that down the road. But I just want to say, yeah, it's an honor, man. California, man, so California yep. death metal. This should change my life. So, awesome. oh yeah, dude. Awesome. Yep. So, oh, yeah. anyways, uh, anyone looking to jam like with your band, check it out. And uh, we also teach lessons there, drum lessons, and you know all the guitar and all that stuff. So if anyone's interested. Check it out. GeneratorRehearsalStudios.com. Boom. Damn. Boom. And then Damn, uh, uh, for, uh, for <laughs> us, <laughs> CaliDeathPodcast.BigCartel.com. Uh, we still got a couple of designs in the stock. They might be getting lower. Oh, the professor is getting prepared to show you in person what these look like. Ooh. So if you're not l- watching this, get on YouTube and watch it. Or uh, see us at twitch.tv slash Cali. Can you take your shirt off and put that on for us, please? <laughs> <laughs> can we watch you take it off too, please? Um, yeah. No, but for it's, real, we got on the uh, Patreon. Yeah, yeah, we'll save that for when we get the Patreon. <laughs> it's on the OnlyFans. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like I said, a couple, a couple of designs on uh, the website. You guys want to support the show? Please uh, buy a shirt because that money goes right back into the show. I just dropped my joint. Oh no! Oh, but um, no, it's back. It's back. Um, yeah. Is there? Please, that's how you're gonna support this. There's no other way you can support this except for buying one of those t-shirts. So, um, what else? Oh, oh, wait, we don't have a tour yet. We we are gonna be sponsoring a tour very soon. Are, nice. Wait, is it ready to? Pull yeah, we can, right it's now? already. No, I mean it's uh, the archaic one's good to go. Cool. So we got our we got our second uh, tour. We're gonna be so- sponsoring. This is uh, number two for Cali Death Podcast. Our the homies in archaic are gonna be going out on a headliner. And, uh, of course, we're going to support those guys and get you guys out to those gigs. Um, the flyer, again, if you're just listening to this, you get on YouTube if you want to see this. The flyer is up right now on the video. All the dates are there. And uh, these are our homies, dude. Jared, literally, I'm going to go watch him get married in less than a month yep. right now. And I'm so excited about it. I'll be there. Um, love all those guys. And... Uh, Archaic will always be a great fucking gig for you to go watch, dude. So you're and not first fragments gonna be on it too. That's oh like yeah, another, dude. that's like f- fucking seeing that. I've never seen them live. I've been on their nuts for like ten years. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's it's gonna be amazing. There's there's no way that this thing can disappoint you. So just fucking suck it up and go. Always. And that's in May. Just to reference that. Yeah, time. it's May 11th to May 28th. So? Yeah, yeah. Yep, so I it know starts in Santa Cruz actually. So one of my okay. bands was uh offered the uh opening slot on one of those shows. So I might be playing on this tour. We'll see. Oh fuck yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. I like to hear Joseph. And Grey Lotus yeah. just fucking rules. Just shout out those guys. Favorite record of last year. Awesome. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Um no, I, gotta, yeah, I gotta check it out now if you say that, dude. Oh yeah, I 100. percent Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Oh, Fiddy and I for 2021. Gray Lotus for 2022. Oh, okay. All right, representing. But yeah, oh, Vaughn, yeah, thanks I'm for hopping on the pod with us tonight, dude. Oh, Hell dude. Yeah. yeah, man. Absolute, absolute pleasure. Super humbling. Super honored, man. Been a fan for a long time of the podcast. Obviously, you guys have had some monumental guests, you know, and you know how it is in death metal. Everyone's a fan. You know what I mean? At the end of the day. Right. Um, I'm a fan first. 
We are too. And uh, yeah, super, super thankful for you guys to have me. And uh, yeah, we'll get into whatever you cats want to get into, man. I'm uh, looking forward to it. So let's start nice. with uh, how how we hooked up. We were at Chicago Domination. Oh, what's up? I was going to say we never plugged any defeating defeated sanity. Defeating defeating, defeating the sanity. sanity. We, they're <laughs> currently trying to defeat it, so they're defeating sanity. We are. Yo, um, sanity is certainly getting defeated. Man, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, Google that name. Go to the buy their merch. Make sure that that shit's going in the band pocket. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, I guess the big thing that's on deck that's been formally announced, you know, is going to be Milwaukee Metal Fest, which, I mean, you look at that lineup, even we're playing Friday, I think it's May 26th. And uh, it's an honor to be on that bill. I've oh, never... man, dude, it's Deeds of Flesh, obviously. The, 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 the California gods, you know, Deeds, uh, right. Deeds, Deeds. deeds. I'm just going to mm-hmm, say it mm-hmm. so I need to because it's Cali Death Podcast and I want exactly. to let the people know it's really good. But I Everybody mean, needs to know, dude. Bro, Crowbar, Violence, Dark Angel, you know what I mean? Uh, Dying uh, Fetus. It's, fuck yeah. It's going to be a big one and uh, we're definitely ready to rock and roll. Uh, getting getting geared up for that. And then um, uh, I guess in the next couple of weeks, we'll be hearing about some uh, substantial touring in uh, North America, really doing the other half. Um, cause the last tour we did, you know, was really West coast, Southwest mm-hmm. a little bit, you know, with Vegas and stuff and a little more inland, but, uh, this next tour is going to cover basically the other half of, uh, the country. So be on the lookout for that. You know, that's coming up. And then, uh, really the big focus right now is this new album, you know, Killer, dude. and that's in of itself, uh, Hell yeah. a pretty monumental, uh, undertaking for all parties involved. So, so are you going to be involved in the writing? Well, it's funny, man, like the initial point of contact musically for Lila and I, which I guess occurred back in August of, of this past of last year, sorry, uh, 2022, um, was him sending me new material Mm -hmm. for this forthcoming album. So he had, has rather, uh, six tunes already in the, uh, in the can. And him and I have been working on a seventh, which kind of started when I was over in Berlin uh, back in December. And we started writing and we just had a meeting today. I mean, him and I meet all the time just like this um, mm-hmm. on video chat and shit. And uh, yeah, we've been we've been kind of uh, feeling each other out compositionally as well uh, for the first time. And I got to say, man, and I, and I think he would agree, especially after the energy of, of what we did today, that him and I are really starting to kind of see things eye to eye. Um, nice. Which, you know, Lile, Lile is a genius. I don't think I have to really yep. say that to the community, but you know, right. um, him and I, given our backgrounds, especially outside of death metal, there's a lot of uh, a lot of similar viewpoints, and I think that that's really made the process of being able to truly collaborate uh, that much easier. And I know for him, he 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 likes having people to bounce ideas off of. I mean, Josh and Jake are amazing in that regard. It's I was pleasantly surprised by how democratic a lot of the elements uh, have been. Surprisingly, you know, yeah. Being, yeah. monumental legacy and obviously the the compositional prowess of someone like lila you know but i mean i look at him as a teacher first you know mm-hmm. um I'm learning a lot uh but yeah we've been collaborating and uh there's an eighth one on the way so yeah we're grinding away at it man. i think it and i know we're going to get into your story right now but i'm just i want to add to that a little bit about lila or somebody who's like lila is um there are egos involved in everything you know and in life and 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 when it comes to art ego tends to 
um, grow if you let it, you know, and, and ego can get you so far, but when you, and, and, and bringing up the word ego with Lily in the same sentence, I'm not saying that he has an ego. I'm just saying that there is a certain level that people can get to where they have, there's no way to get away from your own ego, but to keep it at bay enough uh, to be a, 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 we just said genius like Lille, the riffs that he writes are, I've never heard anybody really write like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, and for him to be so precise and, and, and very into his writing, but still, know how important and and smart it is to bring in other brains you know yeah man well i think you know what it is with lilla and and i mean the things that we say about music the things that we say about death metal reflect on the life right mm -hmm. uh, lilla has a lot of vision you know he has a really clear vision of what he wants what he expects and i think that's more than you can say for a lot of people in life right, right generally like you know people just walk i mean i don't know you know i live in new york city so fucking there's strangers every day that i see but yeah one is is kind of you know searching for something and with lily he's a searcher but he has a very clear vision of what he wants and what he requires you know right in in the level of detailing around his music and i think that's something that could be viewed as ego i think it just depends on who you surround yourself with i mean you know with me i was fortunate enough to play with a lot of very experienced musicians like you know generations above me who had a mm -hmm. lot more experience than i did when i was young and i kind of learned what it means what experience really means in a musician and what that does to you and again lily i mean him and wolfgang were churning it out he was playing me demos in berlin of them when lily was like 14 15. Fuck, i know dude just obscene you know so uh it's it's really about shared vision and i think with lily maybe part of the reason that he's been a little more open-minded to suggestions that i have is you know him and i our relationship which we'll get into goes back years at this point and he was actually you know full disclosure if, for those who don't know uh, defeated sanity is the reason that i got into death metal period so like i wow. i heard defeated before i heard death and morbid angel and testament wow. and exhorter and merciful fate for that matter you know um it was the first point of contact so and what transpired from there to the present it's it's kind of a narrative that now that i'm in the situation that i'm in with him i think i can understand why he feels at least open to things that i might have to bring to the table and he has been very receptive really he's like my older brother man all those guys josh jake you know it's, totally dude and and yeah. that's that's really what i was just the point that i'm trying to get at is that he's even smarter than you would think he is because somebody who is that talented is smart enough to say you know i'm only one person yeah and i only have there no matter what there's always you're always going to hit a wall a boundary within your head whether you like it or not and that's when other viewpoints and 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 mentalities come into this the mix and actually help you see it a different way and okay. i guarantee that's how defeated has been since the beginning and his yeah. dad probably taught him that yeah. from you know yeah. all the shit that he was you know, dealing with in the 80s you know the thing about it is is like in a way 
coming out of the jazz thing, Defeated Sanity makes the most sense, not only musically, but also kind of how Lille has envisioned the roles of all the parties involved and how he's kind of, whether it be Jake's narrative or Josh's narrative of how they ended up in the band, mm-hmm. you know, he's always, Lille is always looking for people to, auxiliary pieces, if you will, to uh, realize the vision, much like, you know, Lille and I was talking about someone like a Miles Davis, you know, mm-hmm. or, uh, I mean, look at Chuck, you know, yeah. it's, it's the same mentality of you, you, you know, you're trying to get somewhere yeah, and you know, generally what it's supposed to be, but you also realize that you need specific pieces with specific skill sets to accomplish those things. So Lille is very aware of that. And he definitely picked that up from Wolf, you know, right, I mean, right. me very explicitly. It's that's super sick, man. Getting to hang with Lille and just talk about his dad. Cause I mean, what a crazy concept. Like his pop is up there in his late forties playing stoned and defiled for the first time. Right. You know what I mean? Like I, that's, no, that's always been uh, a very, very interesting story to me ever since I found that out, you know, cause I've mm-hmm. never, I've never heard of a situation like that where, you know, it, the, the story of Wolfgang doing his thing and then having a child and then um, obviously um, feeding him art and music in doses enough to where he still would want to play it, you know, cause I've said it probably multiple times on the show when your parents feed you, you know, they, they put, put it on you too hard. You're going to naturally just retract from it, you know? Totally. And, and so Wolfgang gave Lily this environment where it was, you know, um, he let it naturally happen. And, and, god he hit the lottery dude because then you got this kid who's just a a, a massive force at such yeah. a young age yeah. and then to and what i love even more about this story is knowing that when lily came to of age and found a style of music that he fell in love with on his own which is death metal or metal in general and brought it back to his father and his father actually you know learned to play that style and and fell in love with that style of music as well because of his son and they got to create together fuck man as a dad that 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 story just always hits me so hard because i would just love so much to have that kind of bond with one of my children you know i mean i'll be able to have that bond with them in other ways but like to know the deep love with art and music that I have and to be able to have one of my children have that same feeling towards the same kind of art. And then we both create and enjoy it together. That sounds like the, the, like the parent lottery I just mentioned, like once in a lifetime lifetime situation, you know, I, it's, yeah, it's, I don't, I can't think of any other situations really quite the same in in this music at least and certainly and to and to hear wolfgang's you know to go deep enough if you have gone deep enough on defeated you'll understand that wolfgang was in in like progressive jazz type bands in the 80s and stuff playing drums and um i think a-r-a-e-r-a era i think is the name of the band that he was in i i found uh 
a double disc re-release of All their right. first two albums. I don't know if he's actually on both of them. I got to look again, but I know he's on, on one of those albums and it actually is good shit guys if you're down with like old progressive rock and and old progressive jazzy rock type shit then you'll you'll be down a e r a and um oh yeah yeah I, well, I forget where i was oh that's where i was gonna go with it was was the 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 path that wolf wolfgang took from being this jazz you know rock and roll type guy and and getting you know, fast forwarding to defeated sanity, even though it sounds like a natural progression progression, you could find your way to death metal with progressive jazz rock. Oh, a thousand percent. You know, yeah. if you really if you dig, but it was his son that showed it, you know, brought that to his attention. But the I loved always hearing because you know, the story is more so he was a death metal guy before and now he's a jazz player. But hearing a jazz player go to a being a death metal player, that's much more rare. A lot yeah. of a lot of people have said that to me. Uh, and dude, and that's what I wanted to say is it's so yeah. crazy to me that the one situation where I'm always like, wow, that person went from jazz to death metal. The guy who finally is now like, or, or not finally, but the guy who's now in that same band, you had that similar path. You know? Yeah, yeah, and it's and the thing about it is, is that's why, on one level, it's like the craziest story ever. Like, I mean, sometimes I think to myself, like, how the fuck did this happen? You know? <laughs> right. But at the same time, if you look at all the little pieces of it and you put it all together in conjunction with what you're talking about with Lily and Wolf and and the history of the band and the vision, um, it. it it's kind of a perfect match. And again, that's something that's definitely exemplified in how Lila and I have been able to communicate. Right. Right. I think he probably sees you somewhat in the sense of like, this is the same stepping, similar stepping stones that my father took, you know, it's possible. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, I love that, that now it is another um, thing that came to fruition for another. Now I have another example of, of this path because we actually recently within the last 10 episodes, I remember a couple of times we've talked about how many different paths you can get on to eventually that will eventually take you to death metal. It's like yeah. Salt Lake city for the Mormon church, dude, like all the roads, all roads will lead to the fucking church. So death metal is the Mormon church guys. Mm -hmm. um, no, I do think but, like, I know going back to the one thing you said, because you, I mean, it is like a very common, I guess, someone let's say practice for lack of a better term, practice for kids to like, you know, go away from what their parents are feeding them. But if you have like a badass, like, like musician parent, like even you said Wolfgang, my brain immediately thought of Eddie Van Halen. His son's name's Wolfgang. And like he's playing guitar for, he's like doing all of his dad stuff. And Dude, like if, if you're like a badass, Halen, like, yeah. yeah, if that's what I'm saying. If your dad's like a badass, then like you can't deny it. And you're like, okay, right. well, you're, you're like sick. You're not just going like, listen to this, listen to the cars. I, you know, you're going to be like, well, I'm not going to listen to the cars. But if you're like shredding and you're watching, doing crazy music stuff and you're, you're watching it as a kid, you're like, this is fucking crazy. Then eventually you'll, like, you'll you'll believe it more than just like on then shunning it. You know, I've noticed. Yeah. That. Eventually there's no, there's no choice but to realize that your dad's fucking sick, sick you know yep. yeah hell yeah so all right we've done a, a long longer intro on all this than normal but i want to get into you vaughn not just defeated sanity i want to get into you so 
I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem, dude. You're weird, very. It's weird. It's, I was I was thinking about. It. I was like, who? I don't. I don't talk about but we'll figure it out <laughs> well i want you to talk to me about it because this is uh, again i'm very truthful and i'm interested as shit to find out what's going on with you so can i just add a little yeah. introduction here too go for it yeah uh just by way of how vaughn got on the pod so he and i we were connecting at chicago domination fest last year when i played with divinely vomit and he played with reviled and then we hung out uh that night after our set and just like kicked it and it was Get like it off. Bad. yeah and this was before vaughn was in defeated i'm sure there were maybe back you know behind the behind the gates some stuff going on uh but then next thing i know it's like oh vaughn is the next guitarist and i'm just like you know congrats the whole thing and then uh you do the tour and then we hang out in anaheim at the show and the date of the show or the day before the show of the show you hit me up and you're like dude i have a favor uh to ask of you i need a whammy bar uh for the, the tour and i'm like yeah dude i got one so i brought him a whammy and he used it on the tour so now the whammy bar is back to me it's been played on all these classic oh, yeah. sanity songs every night <laughs> it's got like magic in it now it totally uh, like oh, yeah. it vibrates when you yeah. touch it, it you're yeah. the magic joseph dude i was fucked <laughs> bro are you kidding me man there's yeah dude, no <laughs> well, i was whoo, sweating and, and then just just to add some some uh other fun so the way that it got back to me was jacob schmidt the bassist gave it back to me at the cynic secret show in january oh, so on was wasn't there recent. to give it back to me yeah um but so it's been a point of connection uh to, to multiple people in the defeated camp and it's just been fun to just help out i guess you could call it as you know simple yeah. simple favor didn't didn't miss it. I was happy to get it back. And uh and now it just gave Vaughn and I a chance to like stay in touch along the tour and since. And so yeah, that's just uh how we've been friends. And all the whammy, to... all the whammy that you heard on Dude, that there's tour, this courtesy of the professor. That song, uh song on passages, what's the one that's like and then it's like and it's like this classic little whammy thing. You guys played it on the show. Um, oh uh was it not lusting for transcendence was it lusting because the only two songs we played from passages of deformity were lusting yeah. for transcendence and perspectives it's lusting because the one yeah that's it dude i was just thinking about fucking the party trick whammy and how my bar has done that so many times now too many man too many i've never thought of transcendence as something sexual until i heard that that song named lusting for transcendence dude well, that's yeah. the defeat. I have a boner. Pathology. I have a boner to go to the another dimension, dude. Pathology. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just that's just by way of my introduction for the how we're gonna shit set this uh, interview off. So, and by the way, uh, Joseph, sick sick hat. Oh, I, didn't, I just noticed exactly what it was. Consider the source. Oh yeah. Damn. Vaughn, you know player. about consider the source? That guitar oh, player is fucking no. ridiculous. No, he's okay. the source. Yeah. Well, it, He's one of the most insane. He's like one of those guys with like 50,000 pedals around him, but he uses every single one. And it's like this mess of wires and it's not clean at all. And he but just only does he knows what the shit. fuck's going on. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. The of itself makes him a master, you know? Oh, I went on he's, a rabbit hole. He's, he's insane. Yeah, um, he's insane. He, he's a Bumblefoot uh, student. So he has the fretless neck and then yeah. the, uh, the non fretless neck, the fretted neck on his double neck. And he does the whole modulating his guitar sound into every 
like Eastern, Middle Eastern uh, instruments, like ouds and so on. Well, he's got uh, those pickups though. That he's got these really like specialized pickups that mid- I think only him, pickups too. Yeah, yeah, they're like these brand new ones that are sustainer pickups too. So he could just like hold out a note and I don't. It, so many crazy things. I just Dude, I was yeah, like the craziest uh, rig rundown I've ever seen by far. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is this alien? Like I was completely like way crazier than Robert Fripp. I was like yeah. completely blown away. But anyways. Yeah, shout out, consider the source. Yeah, fuck yeah. Definitely check it out. Hell yeah. Yeah, All right. Do your thing. Let's do it. Let's do it, Vaughn. I want to go back to as far as you can, bro. I want to know about your childhood. I want to know what does what what makes a Vaughn Stofi, dude. I I want to know when you heard music that you fell in love with the first time was it from your parents what were you doing how old were you all that kind of stuff right on right on um yeah i mean kind of a classic classic narrative of you know my parents had me playing piano when i was like a kid you know like five to like 11 or 12 or something and then you know it was the kind of thing is i think i saw the lesky episode he was talking about this a little bit too like you know you don't really have a connection with it you just want to like the older you get and you start to self-identify you want to just like fuck around with your friends and stuff you know mm-hmm. do do kids sit and um so i was doing that and of course when you start a relationship with music at that young of an age i mean the first thing that i identify with that is like developing your ear like developing mm-hmm. as a muscle you know so that was definitely something that retrospectively obviously benefited to everything that happened after but you know the classic did piano as a kid whatever did any did you have any time before you started playing piano that music was something that you paid attention to or was it you being put into the piano thing was what made you start paying attention to music yeah i think i think just the piano itself and like the physical act of it and subconsciously like absorbing what I was doing as I was doing, it was probably the first introduction to music. You know, my dad, huge music guy. Um, and my mom too, you know, my mom loves classical music, listen to a lot of classical music. My dad's a rock and roller through and through, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, came up in the late sixties, early seventies and everything that comes with that. So, um, I think the real, the real point though, like, when it when it all really kind of came together and it came together really fast you know i mean like all kids you're searching for identity in something or you're searching for something that feels right to you you yeah just a connection to something yeah yeah, not all gonna be quarterbacks you know what i mean totally all gonna be um curing cancer you know what i'm saying so like for the for the rest of 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 us normal people like we have to you know find some identity in something and for me uh I was like getting over the piano, wasn't really into it. And then um, like just trying to stay engaged in music a little. And then that was like that seminal age where my father, God bless him. Shout out to my dad, Ron Stofi. Rock on. Fucking legend. Love my dad. Um, Like I guess I was like 11, 12, you know, and he put me on to Hendrix, Mm. uh, Sabbath and Deep Purple. And I would say those three are, that's still... And that's a solid made, three right yeah, there dude i mean that's but hendrix hendrix that's the mm-hmm. bottom line and still is for me you know what i mean i mean i heard hendrix and i knew that was the only thing you do that yeah. was yeah. had to, it, it, it was there wasn't really a a period like some people where they're fiddling around with other things i heard hendrix i want to be hendrix so i committed to it and uh that was really the start of my relationship with music and the guitar you know killer uh, so that was that that was at age what you said 12 yeah i was like 11 12 you know okay. 
Um, so I got into all that stuff, you know. When did you get your first guitar? My uncle lent me one of his shortly after that. I was probably like 12, 13, you know. Mm -hmm. and started just everything was by ear. You know, I would just sit in my basement, not do my homework and listen to like Band of Gypsies or listen to Electric Ladyland and just try to cop the vibe, you know, anything I could. Um, yeah. Obviously, you know, I grew up like a lot of my generational peers and even you guys, you know, like they're like Guitar Player Magazine and stuff like that, you know. Yep. And you would like flip through and you might find the licks somewhere here or there. But like for me, it was predominantly listening to records and then watching videos you know, at the time, I guess it would have been more like DVDs, early YouTube, MySpace stuff of like guys like Hendrix and Richie Blackmore playing and just trying to kind of like. What year was this? The vibe was. This was probably like 2006. Okay. 2006, 2007. You know, there were resources, but for me, I just I just wanted to listen to that music all the time. And I just happened to do it with a guitar in my hands. So I just mm -hmm. hit it really hard and then realized like it would be nice to kind of get get an understanding of like how music was working because listening to Hendrix kind of led down the rabbit hole of like, okay, like Hendrix, Richie Blackmore. Oh, okay. Jeff Beck. Oh, okay. John McLaughlin, Pat Martino, Miles Davis, John Coltrane, you know, like it was, it was a pretty quick ascent, uh, like 13, 14, 15 by 15. I was like, I just wanted to learn how to play straight ahead jazz, you know? And I, uh, I had a really amazing teacher, um, this guy, Tommy Kozik, who was like a bebop master, right? So he was the first person I ever went to. And for him too, like a lot of it was ear-based. Like he would transcribe in front of me. So mm -hmm. I would bring in like a CD of like, I don't know, like a jazz guitar solo or something. And he would actually listen to it and, you know, pull the tape back and like cop the lick and then show me the lick. Mm -hmm. But so I was a derivative of the process, but through osmosis, I was kind of checking how he was going about it. You know, I already knew how to read music because of the piano thing. So just kind of put that together on the guitar and, and uh, yeah, 15, 16, 17, I was just super into straight ahead jazz. Um, I got a chance to study with this guy, Pat Martino, who's one of the greatest to ever do it. Oh, dude. I don't know. If wow. That. Yeah. Oh, I was, I was very familiar with Casey yeah. is, turned yeah. on to that guy yeah. yeah i was that's yeah. amazing dude yeah oh, crazy so story cool. crazy story one of the Good first stuff. like let's hear I've the had, whole story on that that's funny. dude i've had i mean i'm i'm a kid at heart still for better or for worse and i think it's on the back of having like had Shit, some man. really like magical moments even bringing me into defeat they're just these little moments i love it all dude this throws we, you a bone we want to hear all of it so i was I took lessons with Tommy Kozik in this like little hole in the wall guitar store called West End Music in Allentown, Pennsylvania. And I went in and I was waiting for him. You know, he was in the back of the store teaching and I like picked up a guitar off the shelf and I started playing like these Pat Martino lines because I've been, you know, learning them from the albums and stuff. And another teacher there, this guy named Matt Roman, who knew Pat somehow just through the scene, called him. I kid you not, he calls Pat Martino. And he holds the phone up to the amp. Right? <laughs> now, I don't know this. This is happening. I'm just Jesus. like, you know, I'm, I'm super in my own world, you know, like cool, as most of us were when we were getting into music and we were teenagers, you know, very much to myself, you know, introspective. Uh, so I don't notice this. And then he taps me on the shoulder and he goes, there's someone that wants to talk to you. I'm like 16. You know what I'm saying? Wow. He wow. gives me the phone and, and I hit this deep voice. It's hello. 
this is Pat Martino speaking. Because that's how he talks, you know what I'm saying? Like he's got mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. Italian voice. And I was starstruck, you know? I was just like, holy shit. I, I was like, you're fucking with me, Matt. Like, this ain't real. And he goes, just talk to the cat. And he talked to me and he said, you know, you play pretty good. And he said, you should come down to Philadelphia. Matt will give you my address and my info and come down and uh, I'll show you the ropes. So from about, that was like 2008, I would say 2008 mm-hmm. until uh, he got really sick. I mean, him and I had a pretty consummate connected relationship. You know, uh, every time he came to New York, he always hit me up. I always was down checking the shows out. You know, when I could, I would get down to South Philly. I probably went down there like six or seven times, you know, and he, all of his somewhere in my, in my folks place, I still have all these like personal manuscripts and stuff that he gave me that I cherish that stuff, you know, even though I'm not really doing that, playing that music anymore. It's like, that was a profound experience to have at that age. To have that kind of support from somebody like that, you know? Right, dude. Yeah, for sure. So let's just break that open a little bit more. Let's talk about the first time you went to Philly. You, uh, you your first time being in person with him. Yeah, my, my dad drove me down, and I was like nervous. I was a nervous wreck, you know. And you know, you just you walk up the stairs to the door, and your heart's beating. You, know, you knock on the door, yeah. and time stops, and then there, the door opens. And Pat had this way of like when he would walk, he would float. You know, I don't know if a lot of people know this about Pat Martino, but uh, in 1980, Pat Martino had a brain aneurysm and Mm -hmm. he forgot to. Now, granted, he was a prodigy, right? He came up in the late 60s, into the 70s, playing with Jack McDuff, you know, playing with all these cats in Philly, then coming to New York and doing that whole thing. And by the early 70s was like the up and coming post bop guitar player next to George Benson, you know, so he's a star has this aneurysm in 1980, forgets how to play. So he has to move back to Philadelphia with his parents, which is the house that he ended up taking over after his parents died. So the house that I would go to was his childhood home. Beautiful, beautiful crib. Um, And he taught himself, he relearned how to play by listening to recordings of himself playing stuff that he doesn't remember. And granted, this isn't like, in all due respect to Tony Iommi and Richie Blackmore, like this is like, there's a lot going on, you know? Uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, the cat came out better and more refined and more powerful than ever. So, like, I mean, damn, I wonder how much of that would be like muscle memory in there once you spark it by playing certain notes in, you know, in a certain rhythm or pattern to like spark some kind of like memory thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's that whole connection between like, like neuroscience and music and how the brain relates. And, you know, obviously with Alzheimer's patients, like what they're trying to do with music therapy now. I mean, there's a lot of validity and validity rather, sorry, mm-hmm. in it for sure. But yeah, I mean, anyways, go to Pat's house. He opens the door. It's like, it's like seeing Christ himself, you know, takes <laughs> me upstairs. My dad sits in the back and he just, I mean, he, he said so many things to me. The first time I went down there, we didn't really talk about music. We talked about like a lot of stuff that was, way over my head then but now having a little more experience under my belt like those things resonate a lot you know mm-hmm. the nature of balance you know and and the idea of like he used to always talk about the guitar just being a spoon just a tool for enjoyment like you know it didn't really mean anything which i know this is i know it's cali death we're going to talk about sickness and brutality and stuff <laughs> no we're more interested no i love it i mean literally, yeah and dude, you know what? It's crazy because the same spirit that I, I I found with like Pat and some of the 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 heavy jazz dudes I got to play with in my early twenties, uh, I see the same spirit in Diego, you know, and in Ronnie Kachnik and in Lilla 
and in in you know Hobbs, and it's 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 like the, it's certain people just have that spark, you know, right? Have that that understanding of something beyond that which we can see. And Pat was definitely one of those people. So, yeah, I mean, we talked about notes and chords and diminished scales and augmented scales and all that, uh, all that Jesus. junk. But that's crazy, yeah. man. That's you get older. Yeah, it's it was about just being in the same room with your hero and just by osmosis, you know, absorbing everything that those people have to give. And it's been like that ever since, man. I mean, that was the same thing that brought me to defeated, brought me into death metal. It's just, there are certain people that just kind of tolerated me long enough to <laughs> let me absorb their energy. You know what yeah. I mean? That's the yeah. energy that is now kind of formulating. So that's my, that's what I would say about people. Dude, now that's the top that. of my head. It's top, top of my head. I just want to bring it up. You said John McLaughlin and tomorrow it just reminded me I have to buy tickets for, uh, Shakti's coming through. It's a oh, yeah. here saying. So dude, that's, still lethal, yeah. man. At his age, you want to talk about like? Oh, dude, that's one I of the crazy. I already saw it when I was a kid. I saw it. My mom brought me same thing. My mom like showed me John McLaughlin, Al Demiola, Paco, all those like yeah. you know. She's like, oh, you want treading? Let's hear some kings, bro. Kings. I know. So uh, she gave me Friday night in San Francisco, and it just like changed my life and stuff. But uh, and those cats are playing acoustic. You know, when I started doing the death metal thing, I, I had to readjust a lot of things about my technique especially because yeah. I already kind of developed the whole understanding of the instrument. But that was one of those things. I mean, man, you get a lot that works with you in that regard with overdrive and, you know, compression and just the nature of your gauges. But you listen to Friday night in San Francisco, those cats are playing acoustic, right? Yeah. Mic, and you know, a mic, you know what I mean? So you have to control just the dynamics, feedback and dynamics. And those cats are destroying. And not for, yeah. let's not forget. I mean, obviously, we know Al Demiel is in there, but Paco, dude, Paco's been blowing my mind, re-blowing my mind again recently because Anthony, I'll say it, I'll stand by it on Cali Death Podcast, and all due respect to the many people that I'm going to talk about tonight, Paco de Lucia was the greatest guitar player to ever live. I mean, dude, when dude, you watch them together and get all the stats playing, together, you I look at all the stats, what dude, he was doing yeah. on the instrument. Oh, I agree. Yeah, solo, I agree. Forget about it. It's the best. Raise your hand. Raise your hand if you got to see Paco. Oh mm -hmm. fuck off! I didn't go. Oh, I didn't go that one time. I figured what you just said because yeah. it was when I went to that show and it was like I don't even know what year it was like in the early 2010s or something like that. Yeah, I was at that that final Pocket de Lucia tour he did. He did oh, like a full U.S. tour. Exactly. He like solo yes. and he had the dancers. Yeah. It's all the same yes, shit. exactly, dude. That was like I, I I walked out of that. That was like the great the greatest show I've ever seen in my life. Like yeah, yeah. And and the heart, okay. you know the the oh yeah something dude. that that. With death metal, I think gets sometimes overlooked, even though the shit that speaks to me the most or, or really put me on to the genre, I hear the same kind of spirit that I hear in John Coltrane or Paco de Lucia, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you can talk about notes and BPMs and stuff till you're blue in the face, but like, it, it, you, when you're playing whatever music is driving you, like, you have to, you have to really believe in it from like a spiritual level, you know? And that's what you learn from, I mean, whether it be, yeah, like, Paco, Coltrane, Diego fucking Sanchez, you know, guys that just Hobbs, they just emit this energy where like they start playing those riffs and you guys have all been in the room and it's like a spiritual experience, man. Totally. Yeah. And yeah. I love watching like the, there's a video evoke, recently that I came up with just Al and Paco on stage. John isn't there, but they're revisiting some of that stuff together. And you can see how they look at each other while they're playing. They're talking to each yeah. other. You know, That's, I love yeah, that too. Yeah, exactly. I I love that. And then you when you're seeing Paco, they tell jokes. They tell little jokes. 
You know, they're yeah, like, yeah. They're, they start laughing because they do something totally. different. They're like, ah. You I know, fucking it's like, love that. It's a it's whole like new comedy, language. but like you're watching a conversation yeah. happen, but it's through music and and the yeah. fact that Paca is playing with ten digits. You know, he's he don't have a pick anywhere ten in there. Digits, no click track. You know what I mean? Like just perfect time, perfect yeah. articulation, perfect dynamics, perfect gesture. Just checks yeah. every box, traction, everything. I mean, it's. I love it. I can dude. get behind that being. Music. I can yeah. get behind him being the number one of all time. I could definitely get behind that for just sure. Guitaristically, you know, we're not yeah, talking yeah. about bass. We're not. We're just talking. That's about what I'm saying. You got. You got to take everything into account. You all the get stats, just, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you said. Yeah, that makes perfect yeah, sense. You know, and I naturally didn't have any like disagreement as soon as you said it. I was like, oh yeah, totally. That's, I, I, that's I'm like, on that team. Yeah, if someone put a gun to my head and all, respect, yeah. all the guitar players I love. That's I a good have. way to put it. Yeah. Didn't die uh, <laughs> honest, you know. Didn't yeah. Paco grow up in like a family where his dad was a guitarist and like all of his like siblings, they were all Did like they got taken out man? of school. They were all competing like to be in the eight hours a day of like you know training and, yeah, and then he just Damn. rose to the top. It was like the kind of weird, but like the jack. He's, uh, he's the MJ of flamenco guitar. Yeah, he's like Damn straight, man. I, I've always heard people say like he's like in, in Spain he's like the Michael Jackson of Spain like like Paco. Oh, I bet. Right. Yeah. yeah. You want to you want to tribute Paco? Um, my friend named his daughter Lucia after Paco de Lucia. Oh I, damn, yeah. that's a good name. That's I a like beautiful name. name. Beautiful mm-hmm. name. Yeah. I don't know if I'd name my son Paco though. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I remember a Spanish class in like seventh grade that make you get to pick a Spanish name and mine mine was Paco and everyone's like, hey, Senor Paco. <laughs> the way it comes up, Paco well, Horner, the, the De Lucia like makes it so nice. If it was just called him Paco, like, what's the fucking Paco? It sounds like a he'd have to be like tatted up all like hard. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. No, but uh, but that that okay. it goes on sale tomorrow. By the way, that um, Zakir Hussein. If you ever get a chance to see uh, that guy in person, it's, it's, it's literally it's that so guy. Good. My mom took me. She's like, you got to see this, and I knew I already liked talking about Coughlin. the top of the player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I saw yeah, it. That was. I walked out of that like Casey out of the out of the Paco show. I walked out of um, that Zakir Hussein show, and I was with a uh, John McLaughlin, and I was like, that was maybe the best thing I've ever seen. Uh, maybe I don't know. I was like all like confused, you know. I went into it just like, oh, my mom's all this sick tabo player, and it's John McLaughlin. You love John McLaughlin, right? And I'm like, yeah. And then I watched it and walked out of there and was like, was that the sickest? I remember the sickest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. <laughs> you know, you're just talking to a random dude on the street. Same, yeah. same trajectory is like with the Paco thing. It's like rhythmically speaking, like South Asian classical music is the highest level rhythmically. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, you mm-hmm. know, I scratched the surface when I was in graduate school with this tabla player named Samir Chatterjee, who played with Nikhil Banerjee. He was played with Ravi Shankar. Amazing, amazing oh, wow. player. And I, and I took it just far enough to like play like a legitimate concert in that context. And then I fucked off because I was like, at this point, you're either all in or all out. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? With that kind of music. But rhythmically, and that was one of those things that do when I, because this was before I had even really heard technical death metal. There's a lot of things I picked up just with the 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 South Asian classical rhythmic system with the conical and the T highs. Oh. Just mm-hmm. understanding metrics in a in an organic way, kind of like what you see in Balkan music too, like Balkan wedding music and stuff. Okay. And those a lot of those same claves kind of is what brought me to get into like defeated and malignancy and all this stuff that I think if I wouldn't have had that context prior to, I don't know if I would have gotten into it the same way. Right. And actually, That's it's opposite right. for me. I came across malignancy and defeated, and then it gave me the ears to ex- not well, only yeah, accept right. but fall in love with Shakti. Hell yeah! Well, Hell yeah! 
Any road will take you there, right? Any road will take you there. Yeah, man. I I, I think like crazy. Uh, excuse my voice is so bad tonight. <laughs> I love it. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna hear this call the whole now. time. <laughs> Anyways, but what I'm trying to say is that like I, I I think like I was actually watching like this old like cynic inter- interview with Paul like way back like 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 years ago. He's talking about like he asked him a question about like like uh like fusion jazz stuff and like different you know different things like that. But like I don't know, I I think like there's just so much of that stuff that's like super like similar like like with your listening ears to like you know technical death metal or technical or progressive death metal or whatever genre you want to call it. But like like it all ties in. Like it's just like it's going off, you know. And it's yeah, it's going off. It's going off. You know, Tom McLaughlin Machination Orchestra off the bat is already like kind of like that level of you know. But with intention, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like there's well, there's clarity yeah. in in what the intention of the ideas are, you know. I mean, yeah. just just general, just because I'm sure it's going to be something that we keep talking about tonight. It's like just the jazz metal relationship. Yeah. They're so much closer and so much more relatable in the principles that make up both aesthetics than a lot of people realize. Right. There really are a lot of things that can be shared between the two, and I think the thing about especially the first wave of like real, you know, like death metal in the early nineties, like angular technical death metal, be it. I mean, I put suffocation in that category. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hands down. Atheist. Atheist. Uh, atheist I, Morbid I, Angel. I, I mean, atheist, yeah. I heard that stuff and I was like, wait a minute. Like yeah. this is almost, this is referencing, I'm hearing more <laughs> out of things that I've heard in jazz and the classical music I love than I've heard in any other kind of context outside of what i already knew you know but at the same time what makes death metal great to kind of just just throw death metal out for the first time is like to me uh death metal is as intellectually driven as it is driven by the street and i like you know what i mean like the rock and roll element i like the street element to it that classical music and jazz there's not as much of if any really in the modern world yeah that Which is cultural and relevance, you know. Defeat of Sanity is like the giant steps of death metal, <laughs> you know. Dude, it's like people will tell me, like, man, you know that shit's really hard, right? I'm like, it's harder than you even. <laughs> yeah. <know."> yeah. <laughs> I'm doing. Uh, we're we're down. Colin Marston and I out here in Brooklyn at Thousand Caves, or he's actually in uh, Woodhaven, Queens. Sorry, but Colin and I are you know working on demos basically over the next year for the new Defeated record. And him and I, I was telling mm-hmm. him that I was like, bro. Same with him shit with, with gore guts and stuff and all the stuff that he has his hands in. It's like, man, like people know it's hard, but it's like it's hard, dude. It's <laughs> Listen hard. to the whole octopus and tell me that shit yeah, ain't hard, dude. dude. <laughs> you don't have to like the music, but man, it's you gotta give it up, man. I like this the music. Is, I fucking love those guys. Oh yeah, the octopus <laughs> is sick, but I just mean in general, like people who are, you know. And and yeah, and and seeing people in person, like seeing Colin play a war oh, guitar dude, in person, is it, it? It's the same level of you know seeing Paco, seeing Paco in person, seeing all these things that are already you know it's great by ears, but once you put the visual and have it like you're witnessing it in the moment, in the space that you're in, it becomes like amplified so much i mean that was a thing too with like death metal like when i first when i first saw which was defeated sanity that was the first metal i had ever seen live 
more than even just the playing or the nuances in the music itself. It was just the energy from the stage and how I was like, how do they get away with playing music that developed for people that are losing their shit that hard who probably yep. don't even care about yeah what squeal was missed or what chug wasn't a you know what i mean it's like that that was the first thing that i was like there's something to that there's something mm -hmm. about that mm -hmm. that's magical you know what i mean there's a magic totally you know like like you yeah. you can get more drunk at a defeated sanity show than any jazz or classical show but at the same <laughs> level of musicianship. i don't know yeah i mean you really are basically getting the same yeah. the same thing oh I mean, being a player yeah yeah, you know. oh, I'm not. No, I'm saying as an audience member, like uh, I can debate that. I, went, yeah. I saw Stanley Clark and I got pretty drunk, and I was like, probably I was the loudest. You probably one there felt a had... little out of place, right? Whereas <laughs> yeah. at a defeated show, you would be like, "This is I, I can't imagine being like anywhere." Better. Well, I felt I was at SF Jazz, and I I love SF Jazz as a venue and stuff, and it's um it's awesome. But I felt like it was so snooty, and all the like pinkies out and like ties yeah, and shit. Dude. So I wore the most offensive shirt I had. <laughs> that's how i started off i'm like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna rebel i'm always, I was such a rebellious you know 38 year old but uh I, I walked in there just with like a fucking tie-dye with like death metal and everything and like you know like yeah. it didn't make any sense it's like the opposite of what they're wearing and i was like i'm gonna get drunk this is gonna be sick like i don't have to like play along with the with the time like oh everyone's like all that's really good posture and they're like talking and with like fur stuff on and shit and i'm like that's not me at all this is like well, <laughs> you know what it is too, too Joel, it's like the thing is is like jazz when it was like really popping off right which for me yeah late 60s early 70s 60s into the early 70s i call it the battle jazz era good okay. point nice. yeah yeah battle, yeah, battle jazz, jazz right battle jazz like i i wanted to when i was in really in it my early 20s i was about playing battle jazz and battle jazz only even my ballads had to be battle jazz you know what i mean yeah yeah like always like but the culture of the music then, I mean, a lot of these cats were hard, hard motherfuckers in hard in environments where that music was being played. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like what you, you know, death metal, there's like the inherent edge. I mean, everyone's a total sweetheart, but you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. the vibe of the, the, the venue. And like, even when I started going to death metal venues, you know, for the first time, I was like, oh, dude, this is a, there's an edge to this that I always kind of wanted in jazz. And yeah saw the same things that that you're describing now but from the stage and that, that makes sense uncomfortable you know yeah. well, what's that what's that drummer that uh casey that i keep forgetting his name every fucking time but it's like one of your you guys old favorite calieta Vinny Calida. Yeah, Vinny oh, yeah. They'll be like yeah. him playing with like smoking a cigarette, like looking with like a beer there. Just like, <laughs> and the, at, at this yeah, venue, I just saw that, that would not be, that would be stuff. like the anti SF jazz move now. You know, that would have been like yeah. people like, what the fuck? That's well, true, man. Yeah, until the cigarette out. Yeah. 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 Yep. They, got, they got to cut the mullet and get rid of the cigarette. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, you have like a nicer shirt on. And like, so you know, it's an '80s video. It's just like the guy's smoking with the bullet, just, dude. just doing like a crazy drum solo with a cigarette, like <laughs> smoke going in his eyes, just not even gonna fuck. Sick yeah. always, man. Vinny, well, yeah. let's let's try to get back uh, on track a little bit. So you're in, you know, taking lessons with Pat Martino. Uh, that's before college. So then, do you go to college? Is that where you take it the next step? Yep. So so, and it's and it's weird to talk about in this context because like I. I Part of me retrospectively wishes I would have been doing what a lot of my metal heroes did, which is just hit the streets at 18 and hit the road. You know what I mean? I'm definitely still making up for lost time in a lot of those aspects. But, um, yeah, I did my undergrad at New England Conservatory in Boston, NEC, which is a, a classical conservatory, you know, Juilliard model. Right on. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Mm -hmm. And that was hardcore. That was hardcore. I was like, that was, was like it, yeah. practicing eight hours a day, soul fetch, counterpoint. Was it 
thing. It was like my life. Because you know? I, I, I got my bachelor's at SFSU. It's like jazz focused kind of thing. And that's all I got. Like I didn't go above that. But uh, but you did a lot of the classical stuff, right? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah, I did the full. I mean, I, I, I had I was I was focusing and technically under the blanket of like a jazz studies major. But because it was New England Conservatory. And it's the same at a Juilliard or Manhattan School of Music or, you know, any of these these conservatories where it's like, even though maybe like the private lessons I would take or the ensembles that I would play in were jazz centric, most of the curriculum itself and like stuff that I was doing in the classroom or stuff that I had to like do right. equivalent to homework in college was all geared around, yeah, Western classical musical practice, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, a lot of sight singing, a lot of like writing out reductions of string quartets a lot of things like that which you know i don't really remember too much of it now to be honest did um, you but, uh, did I you have like a wide range of ensembles you played with did you mostly do solo uh performance um recitals like how what kind of ensembles did you get to play with they were all jazz all jazz ensembles you know mm -hmm. what i mean quartet quintet kind of models um okay which and, and, you know, at a place like NEC, like I by no means was the top of the heap there. I mean, some of my classmates were really on a genius level. Oh, for sure. At 18, you know what I mean? Like I was just happy to be there and just trying to yep. work hard to catch up, you know. But, uh, yeah, I did a lot of uh, a lot of those kinds of ensembles. And then I was playing as soon as I could by like, yeah, 1920, I would start out playing gigs, you know. Where I grew up in Pennsylvania, there's this uh, – pretty famous jazz club too, the Deerhead Inn, mm -hmm. long-standing jazz club in the country, spent a lot of time there, jam sessions, and met a lot of yeah. musicians there that I, like, in particular, like, this one guy, his name is Dave Liebman, he's a saxophone player, he played with Miles Davis, you know, mm -hmm. and he yeah, was definitely a big influence on me in those, like, yeah, like, 18, 19 to, like, 23, 24, you know, so between NEC, playing gigs in Boston, playing gigs in Pennsylvania, and then I, you know, my senior year, I started driving down to New York and mm -hmm. then I went to move to New York, went to Manhattan School of Music, studied composition, did the graduate school thing. You know what I mean? Damn. And then that's right. Right around the time I started, did the Indian music thing, South Asian music thing, you know, for a while. And then by by 24, 25, I was like pretty disillusioned, I think, by it all. You know, mm -hmm. it just didn't. I, I think I played so many jazz gigs and just gotten burned out on a lot of the the, the cultural yeah. elements, the scene mm -hmm. elements, the politics of it, you know, a lot of the things that kind of that's, that's why I wore definitely many silly similarities yeah. between the jazz scene and the death, like you guys are saying already. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, just continuing on that, like, like, yeah. it's, it's so true. Like, like, you know, jazz bands go on tour and it's like, gets get in the van, like, you know, like whatever. It's, it's a same. little different. It's not, you know, yeah. like a field trip feel. Well, uh, you, I mean, I know very little about that. You you talk about that because you see, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know. The thing about, the thing about yeah. jazz the, culture and really yeah. what I would call, it's not really much tour culture, it is as much club culture. Mm -hmm. That every man is basically on his own. Like the, the, the era, and this is one of those things that, in all due respect to the tradition of jazz, which I love deeply and, you know, spent a lot of time in and definitely is a part of who I am as a musician. Now it's like, uh, there aren't really bands anymore. It's like everyone's oh, okay. on their own. And like, I was doing a lot of pickup gigs, which is good in the sense that it forces you to have to, and this definitely helped me when it came to the death metal thing a little later on, which is, you know, if you're playing three, four gigs in a month, different band leader, different set of repertoire every night, 
granted, you know, you're reading because that's just part of the culture of hopping around and playing sideman gigs, but you're basically playing a new set every night, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to learn how to internalize music fast. Cause you don't want to go in cold. You don't want to be sight reading yeah. like a gig, you know, like I never did yeah. that I way too much integrity and insecurity for that, you know, <laughs> yeah. but so that's one of those things that with jazz, it's like, you're always kind of in a new configuration, right? Even if you want to hold a band together, it's damn hard because everyone's just taking another gig to put food on the table. You know, I kind of mm -hmm. knew you were going to uh, go yeah. that direction, yeah. bro, as, as yeah. jazz being an individual, more of an individual thing than a Which unit type is, thing. It's kind of fucked up, Anthony, because when people talk about jazz, they talk about the great bands. You talk about mm -hmm. Miles Davis's mm -hmm. band, John Coltrane's band, Art Blakey's band. So but we do talk mainly in the names. It's it's the names first. It's the names, the yeah. Band, you know? and, and, and I mean, you know, John Longstreth, my very I, I i owe the world to john let me say it now yeah, say right. it from god and everybody watching uh john longstreth i owe the world to still for everything that he helped me with but uh good dude oh man the best the best oh, yeah, um dude. he uh he made this comment because you know i don't know if you knew his dad was a jazz pianist i know he was on the, the mm -hmm. podcast not mm -hmm. too long ago. i don't know if he talked about his pop um but like jazz is a conversation between the members on the bandstand and the audience is watching the conversation versus metal is a conversation between the band and the audience. And I thought that was so profound, man. I was like, dude, that's yeah. exactly kind of what it is. But that also speaks to why I think there are elements of jazz that are very isolating to audiences, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. And with defeated and with death metal in general, I, I was like, wait a minute, these guys cracked the code on how you can play angular music, music that is moves, that swings, that's, hard hitting that's grooving that's all checks all the boxes in my book for what i look for in the music i love but in front of that you can put aggression yeah and spirit and give the gift of that aggression to other people that need it and that was something that i always felt i wanted to do in jazz but was never capable of really achieving because of the the box that i felt like i was in uh -huh. mm -hmm. um yeah totally so, so Okay, now I want to know how you discovered this defeated sanity, and if that was that really was your first, um, your first door into the extreme underground. That was the first understanding. I had never heard a blast beat. I had never heard a guitar that was tuned below standard. I had never heard a fifty-one fifty head with scoop. <laughs> You what know, the hell are they teaching at this conservatory? The story is, uh, there's this amazing guitar player for all the guitar players watching named Ben Monder. Um, ben Monder is one of those guys. He's like top 10 in the world. I mean, check him out. Go on YouTube, listen to his music. The things that he can do on the guitar, the things he does with harmony on the guitar and rhythm, it's second to none. How do you spell um, it? Uh, Ben and then M O N D E R. Shout out okay. to Ben Monder. Definitely one of the greatest to ever do it. He was on the last David Bowie record, actually. Black Jesus. Wow. Was it Keith Carlock on that? No, it wasn't. It was uh, Mark Juliana, I think, played drums and Tim LaFave. It was one of those 55 bar bands. That's a deep record. Band. Yeah, deep record, right? So Dude, this guy's discography is deep. Yeah, Ben's, Ben's the real deal. So <laughs> I was hanging at Ben's house 
going over some harmony stuff that him and I were kind of messing around with. Like, you know, I got really into bitonality, like 20th century classical music, things like that when I was in school. So Ben's really into that stuff. We were vibing on it. And I think I had like, you know, Seton Hall in New Jersey has that radio station. I don't remember what it is, but, you know, big like hard rock, heavy metal, modern metal radio station. And I was like listening to it on the way over. Just like I was searching for new sounds. I was like pretty burned out on everything that I had been doing, just kind of going through the motions, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm talking to Ben and I, I mentioned metal and he goes, oh, you're like checking out metal, huh? He's like, yo, like check this band out, Defeat Insanity. So I'll never forget this. He like, pulls a CD out and he gives it to me as Passages of Deformity. Now, again, I had never, I don't know Morbid Angel. I don't know Testament. I barely know Master of Puppets as an album. Yeah. Wow. You know, like I, and I'm looking at this thing and I'm just like, immediately captivated i'm like whatever this is it there's a message here mm-hmm. yeah sit in bro and 30 seconds in and this is still one of those things maybe this is kind of like ignorant for me but it's still something that like i give myself like 30 to 40 seconds with a death metal album i put it in and i'll be like if 30 seconds if i'm not like huh. yeah I'll do, I'll do the same and like i, I don't know especially with more stuff coming out today like the the you know i'll get into the whole 90s death metal of worship thing but the music's um, fast so it's a fast you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so it was like yeah passages of deformity i have no idea what's going on mm-hmm. i i'm not i have no idea what what's being played i have no idea i'm just like it probably intrigued you more though because oh, you're like geez. i don't understand you know, i've been going to music school and i don't know what the fuck they're doing it was like know? the first time i listened to bacher coltrane or hendrix it's just like the yeah. light bulb went on and it was like whatever this is it just changed my life yeah whatever yeah. it is it just changed my life so then Ben and I, like, I was like, this is sick. Like, he was like, oh, we should, I was like, Dude, we should check this out sometime, you know, go to a show or whatever. And then we look and it, oh, what do you know? They're playing in St. Vitus tonight. What, what the fuck? Right. So we're like, okay. Like he was playing a gig uptown. So I, he picked me up at Manhattan School of Music. I was still in graduate school at the time. And we drive down to, uh, to Vitus and, Damn. Walk in. I don't know anything. I it just happened to get there just in time to see Defeated Sanity. Granted, they were playing the Dharmata material. Oh, you know, cool. Which was which I love. Yeah, I, yeah. Equally, actually, I love you know and and the subsequent influences. You know, I mean, that whole side of the Defeated perspective. You know, which isn't really brutal death metal. You know what I mean? It comes out of a lot of the early '90s tech stuff and Watchtower, of course. But I saw your episode, you know, with uh, oh, yeah. Rob, and I know you guys are all about that stuff. Totally. Shout out to that Ron, you're talking? Oh, yeah. Ever. yeah. 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 Hell dude. He's yeah. he's the best. Yeah, so what I'm I'm tripping on is uh your your first uh touches of defeated were passages, and then you go and see the Darmada. So Same that must day. have been like, what the wait, I just heard this, and then they're doing this. What the what the fuck is going on with this band? <laughs> yeah, Ben and I are sitting there, you know, my mouth is like my tongue's hanging on the floor. Like, you know, I just life-changing, life-changing experience. And from that, did you get to talk to those guys at all that night? I talked to Alex Weber and Max Phelps, actually. Shout Um, out both guests of of the show. Both deep brothers of mine. Both have helped me out a lot in the journey. Still two people I hold very near and dear to my heart. So Max, Alex, love you guys. Check out oh, their okay. their uh, yep. band exist. Along. Oh, yeah, yeah. Obviously, Max is crushing death exactly. to all right now. Right, right. Here, right. Are, I mean, I was out with Alex with the malignancy. Yeah. You know, 
uh, thing that we did with the Defeated Tour. So it's like, yeah, those guys are crucial homies, amazing musicians, incredibly mm -hmm. inspiring. And even that night, I mean, we're very, I have to say, there's been a handful of really heavy people to me, people that I like hold very near and dear to my heart in death metal that really gave me a shot. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's the thing. Like you can be whatever yeah. in this world, but if you don't have people taking a chance and giving you the time of day, not, nothing moves forward. So, you know, and those Alongside two being good sure, too, because I have, I have my own yeah. versions of what you just yeah, said. Me too, and man. I, th yeah. I think that we all do because we're all in like this yeah, we all do. real humble type underground you can't have an ego in this shit man. ego's gonna just make you, everybody else like gravitate yeah. away you know so it's like um the people who shine through as I mean, a genuine Joel human being <laughs> genuine human beings that that's that sympathize and and know exactly you know what position you are and what what they want to what they have to be able to pass on to you to help you progress those those people for sure we all have them and yes i can name them all right and, and right now as you're saying that i was i was saying i love that person yep. I love that person i so love much. that person they all awesome. did this for me yes for me like selflessly you know what i mean like i was just a sh like I was just a fucking kid, you know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like I, people in the world we live in today, you don't have to give anyone the time of day if you don't want to. It's sad, but it's true, you know. But yeah, there, there's those seminal figures, you know. And I mean, there's yeah, there's a couple of them for sure. And Lille being the most important, really, right? In the sense, obviously, because where it brought me now. And him and I actually, I didn't talk to him that night, but I probably reached out on Facebook, you know, and was just like, hey. I fuck with your shit. <laughs> nice. We started talking and that, yeah. that started a dialogue, you know what I mean? And then right. I think that in conjunction with kind of my own just desire to get inside of the scene any way I could, you know what I mean? Any way I could just get experience, you know, um, which was hard at first, you know, I, I would go to a lot of shows and, you know, the first person that really put me on and, and gave me the time of day was Ron Kastrick from Malignancy. Mm -hmm. And Malignancy. I mean, those guys, Danny, Ronnie, Monty, Cohen, you know, those guys were real cool to me. Let me hang around. And and right before the pandemic, I started going up to Ronnie's place in Yonkers and he would teach me Malignancy riffs and I would just try to learn them and play them back to him. So that was like the first my first like really entry into like trying to play the stuff was with Ron. Okay. So let's just rewind just a slight tad because I want to know like, uh, what followed your introduction to defeated going to see them at Vitus and having that giant dump of information happen all in one day. How, um, you wake up from that and, well, and, and process it, try and, and uh, do a fucking defrag on the system. Like, you know, like, okay, this is where I move forward from now. Like what, what were your next steps? So Ben Monder had a stack of CDs and I took a picture of them and it was, I never, it was five CDs. Right. And he was like, you should probably check this stuff out. Right. It was passages of deformity festival of death by Brodequin consume the forsaken. Um, Closing of a Chapter, Suffocation, Live in Quebec City, and uh, Paracletus by Death Spell Omega. Hell yeah. Right? Mm. 
So the next day I get up and I'm like, man, like that was pretty good. I should probably like listen to all this. And I listened to it and it was just like, and it was, it's, it, it was, it, it tore my heart apart in a way. Like it kind of broke my heart. Cause I was like, I discovered this thing that existed that I didn't know. And that deep mm. down I needed to do, like I wanted to do, but mm -hmm. I knew at the time, I just, I had no idea how that would happen because I was already, I had already kind of like signed on the dotted line with jazz. Right. I was yeah. like living that life and, 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 you know, playing gigs and trying to support myself and do all that stuff. So at that age, you wouldn't have thought of life deep enough to be like, uh, I can start anything at any time. Yeah. You know? yeah at that time you, you felt yeah, like the ship yeah. had sailed. Yeah. In yeah, a sense. yeah. yeah. And really from that point, that was like probably like late 2018, you know, uh, 2017, 2018, there was about a year and a half, two years when like, I wasn't really trying to play any of this shit, but every chance I could, I was at Vitus or, you know, I would go and see shows in Philadelphia or I was just anything death metal, you know, I was just, and obviously with the resources and, mm -hmm. you know, that are available with, with connecting the dots, you know, that's when, you know, you go from, okay, defeated sanity. Okay. So that gives you malignancy that gives you disgorge deeds of flesh regurgitation, you know, just mm -hmm. getting into all the sick shit. And then it's like, okay. Then you go back a little bit and you go, okay. Like, suffocation pierced from within and oppressor yeah. and gore guts and all this stuff, and then death and then morbid angel and this and then oh okay watchtower and testament and exhorter and thrash and okay so i was like studying you know what i mean i don't look at it as studying because that that's that kind of takes the passion out of it like it right was, yeah like, anything that you look at studying as something that you yeah bro forced it was like, to do. It was like you, know, you weren't forced it to do, like, you, you know, just naturally did it dude i was just clicking every link dude every link i was like i need to know i need to know i need to know what this shit is yeah if, if it and, yeah if it if it's a subject that you're you're highly interested in learning it's it's not studying it's just absorbing it's absorbing. learning you know yeah absorbing anthony absorbing dude you know um and then the pandemic happens right mm -hmm. and i lose all my gigs and i was i was talking to by the way i'll say this because we're now finally live um uh destroying the prophecy odious mortem was one of these albums that during this period of time going into the pandemic was a big part of my listening consumption so you know odious, hell yeah dude i just want to do that do that live nice but dude anyways okay uh I end up back in Pennsylvania. All my gigs have dried out. And, you know, I'm kind of like hanging with Ronnie and he's showing me stuff. But, like, there are still a lot of fundamental things, you know, especially in this hand, like this right hand over here that, like, aren't together. And I haven't had the time to really put it together because I'm living this life, you know. I'm playing jazz. I'm doing, like, a different thing. So pandemic happens. Move back to Pennsylvania. Start working landscaping. And... I'm listening to brutal death metal all day, you know, nice. sweat my ass off in the sun, breaking my back, listening to brutal death metal and then going home and mm -hmm. like starting to just deal with the fundamentals, bro. Get the metronome out, get the down pick, the palm mute, the alternates, you know, at this point I started fucking with Longstrip a little bit, met him in New York, you know, we just hit it off. He kind of gave me some paradiddle stuff. A lot of things that I still actually practice religiously, the same warm up regimen I have then during the pandemic is the same 40 minutes I spend every day when I practice, you know, hmm. and it was just dealing with the most basic elements of metal guitar, 
Because for me, mm. it was like the left hand was coming out of jazz. It was like the left hand, and especially going into learning the defeated material, a lot of the left hand material is more in line with stuff that I was familiar with coming out of playing jazz, you know? So for me, mm -hmm. it was like, I really had to like start over, you know, completely yeah. recontextualize how I thought about the instrument with the mechanics of what goes on in the right. And dare I say it, thank God for COVID because it gave me like eight months of just like total isolation to yeah. just mm -hmm get that thing going so that when I moved back to New York, when things kind of slowly started moving in the direction where you could start to kind of, you know, reacclimate to society, mm -hmm. I started just, you know, playing a lot with John Longstreth. Him and I have a studio space together still. We moved, you know, he had an opening. He was like, hey, man, super receptive. You know, I was a nobody, bro. I was That's awesome. Shit. Right. Let me move into the space. Him and I, you know, that was the only guy I was hanging out with for like a year, year and a half. Wow. John. And we would go in and we still do this now, you know, but especially then we would go in and he would just be like 240 and he would just, <laughs> and I just started putting it all together with him, you know, as the best metronome you can have on the planet. <laughs> right. That's like what, uh, how you, yeah. he's, I mean, he, no one's going to keep you more honest than John Longstreth. Fuck yeah. 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 You're either right or you're wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was a big deal, you know, and I ended up writing some music that we kind of recorded, you know, and uh, that was a great experience with him and just doing the pushups, right. Doing the, right. doing the, so I wanted to ask about that project. Uh, does it have a name? What's going on? Well, it, it, it kind of had a name because we were like playing with this bass player, but he kind of turned out to be kind of not someone we were really down with. So we kind of shelved that. And I, yeah, it doesn't have a name. It, it, I wrote like four tracks. They're, I mean, I really like it. John really likes it. I, I think Alex Weber is going to lay down some bass in the coming nice, months. We're going to do something with it. We're going to do something with it. But cool. you know, what happened was is like John and I went through this, this thing, right? And then as the pandemic started to subside and opportunities for all of us started to kind of manifest. Like John kind of started getting involved in what he had to do. Right. We get it. And I kind of had to start thinking about, okay, like I'm, I need more than just this. You know what I mean? Like I need, mm -hmm. I need to go like really cut my teeth in this shit somehow, you know, mm -hmm. so I'm playing with John. We're still playing with Ronnie a lot going up to Ronnie's, you know, I ended up, one of the things that helped during the pandemic too was like in conjunction with all the, the physical practice, I ended up transcribing the entire new malignancy album for Jacob mm -hmm. Schmitta in defeated because he recorded bass for the new malignancy album. So I was kind of getting both sides of it. I was getting the pushups and the physical thing going here, but also by learning the new malignancy record and having to actually like put it in a guitar pro to the best of my ability. Granted, you know, it's hard, <laughs> hard to, hard to, notate transcribe yeah or like like how do you notate what ronnie's playing you know what i mean um so i was getting both sides of the coin and that was great but it wasn't realized yet you know what i mean i was still just kind of getting everything second hand and then i guess this is like now 2021 yeah 2021 uh i started jamming with these guys down in dallas texas um the reviled boys which is how Joseph and I met. That was the kind of connection there. Um, right. They needed a guitar player. Their their style is very much what I was looking for. You know, like Brodequin, Gorgasm, Worship. You know. Yeah. 
Texas death metal. Texas death metal, man. Fast, sick, you know, yeah. 70 to 80 the entire time. And just, and that was, that was a whirlwind of a time for sure playing with those guys, you know, but that was my first like real context, right? So like, okay, I'm kind of dealing with the music secondhand from these amazing musicians, but you know, they already have their own scene, right? So now you have to go and get like the real experience. You got to know what it feels like to play at that volume on a stage what it knows to what it feels like to not hear yourself during a show and how do you <laughs> all the elements that come with playing brutal death and death metal and just metal in general that have no relationship yeah it's not on the books it's not in no, writing the, yeah, you just have to get out there and realize you gotta just live it, man. Yeah, yeah. It's on the ground right so so i was jamming with those guys um played a bunch of shows with them about i guess a year year and a half and uh yeah, then then the defeated thing happened. So that's that's the timeline generally. You know? So that's, I'll, I'll go for it. I just wanted to ask a couple of things. So you're flying out to Texas every time you're jamming with Reviled, or yeah, people okay. thought I was crazy. They thought I was crazy. Like, <laughs> you have to come down here and play for thirty people on a Sunday night. And I was like, dude, it's it's not what it's about, man. <laughs> to me, it was about the music. You know, I just wanted a taste, man. I just wanted yeah. a chance to play the kind of music that I wanted to play with people that were trying to make that music. And it it makes sense because those guys love all the exact same kind of music and want to make that kind of music. It's it's rooted in like the the Cali Death Brutal style, the Texas Brutal stuff. Like uh, those guys shred. Brandon now plays for Brodequin, so I mean, he fucking holds it down. And yeah. when I saw you guys live, it was fucking sick. Absolutely super sick. Um, yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to just ask one or two questions about, so first thing is when you talk about New York and COVID, that's like where the most massive exodus in the entire world probably happened was people leaving New York city at the beginning of COVID, right? Like we just kind of like sat in our homes, but if you were in New York, it was like, everyone's leaving the city and going home or to where they used to come, you know, used to live or whatever. Um, and the whole gigs drying up thing that just made me want to ask a little more about being a jazz musician. Like was, was playing gigs like the only way of making money as a jazz musician? Were you already looking into teaching? Like what are your career prospects? Yeah, dude, I mean, slim pickings, you know, I mean, a lot of, uh, a lot of society stuff, you know, like they weren't all club dates. I mean, I loved playing club dates. I got to play a lot of them, but a lot of them, you know, you're playing parties and weddings and wallpaper music, you know, I mean, that's where the money's at. Mm-hmm. And dude, that stuff like, I mean, I can only speak for myself, crushed my soul. You know what I mean? Like crushed my fucking soul, dude, having to do that stuff. So there was that. I did a lot of, I did a lot of like supplementary teaching as a lot of my colleagues do, you know what I mean? Like running around mm-hmm. Hudson students in New York. Um, but yeah, when, when obviously when the COVID thing happened, all those markets dried up real fast. So then you're just kind of like, fuck, what am I going to do? So, you know, you go and yeah, or breaking There's, rocks or whatever, you know, in, in metal there, you know, there was this whole like, Oh, everyone's going to try out or not everyone, but some, you know, entrepreneurial type, are going to try Twitch and streaming online. Like, is there anyone streams in the jazz world who tries that out? Yeah, or? yeah, definitely. The same, I mean, the same vehicles now that musicians, independent musicians try to use to, you know, um, monopoly, monopolize, monopolize, monopolize. <laughs> word, I guess. Yeah. I don't even know. I mean, that sounds so grand, but you know, yeah. like monetize, like, like, like independent musicians and artists who, you know, jazz artists who try to monetize yeah you know there's 
all the same, the Patreons and all the same platforms that okay. you see the metal thing, you know. I mean, I got really lucky because I, shortly after I was breaking all those rocks and stuff, I got, did a little hustling and was able to land this college job, which, you know, mm -hmm. really set me up for everything with the defeated and the touring and all the stuff that gotcha. comes with, with being in the band now, you know. So I lucked out. I got really the, lucky. A lot of my parents are still in the trenches for sure. Damn. The last thing I wanted to ask on that era is uh, you'd said that one time you played, was it Yoshi's in like Oakland or was it the San Francisco Yoshi's? You said you played out in the West Coast yeah, as a touring been, jazz musician. It would have been, been Oakland. Would have been yeah. Oakland. Okay. Oh, yeah. all right. So who were you playing with back then? Oh, I was just playing with some cats that I went to NEC with. You know, okay. it wasn't like any 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 big fucking jazz legend or anything. Most of the guys, like the heavy hitters that I was able to play with who were above me were all in the East Coast. That was all okay. New York centric, you know. So but just just the little just to add a little bit of backgrounds, like so that that's touring because you're all the way on the other side. Are you flying out there? Are you yeah, a, okay. yeah, yeah. And and really with jazz, like I never did I never toured in jazz the way that you tour in metal. I don't think okay. in jazz really does it like that. So you're taking shows in other cities. Yeah, you're taking shows. You're doing stints, right? You'll play a couple mm -hmm. nights or a night at a club, you know what I mean? Um but yeah the, the tour culture was a big big change big wake-up call different completely different prerogative mm. in metal than you see in jazz got mm -hmm. it yeah that, that's that's super sure. interesting i was always interested about that so then yeah so you're back on the timeline to ahead you're been playing with reviled then you get in touch with lily again i presume yeah we had you know we had never really lost contact like he mm. was kind of had he taught we we talked about this when we were over in iceland couple months ago like just we we're talking about like just looking back on the whole thing and you know no different than i think how josh got into the band or even jake like lily has this he kind of describes it as you know he has an eye for things he's always kind of scouting things scouting potential players mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. um and obviously with christian leaving right um and everything that kind of came with that. Cause I mean, dude, Christian Kuhn's one of the greatest ever, right? That dude mm -hmm. was as much a part of the, 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 the formula, you know, right. Any member of that band, but even with Christian, Christian was groomed by Lily, you know, mm -hmm. that same, same with Jake, same with Josh and those guys, it, everyone kind of shares that narrative of like, yeah, like, you know, for me, when I was learning the ropes and getting ready to go out and do these tours and stuff, like just, the, the the idea of like Lille kind of like prepping and and molding musicians into you know like we were saying in the very beginning of the podcast right like mold into the vision you know yeah um, that was something that I think he was aware of like I had actually played him some of the music that I wrote with John he's one of the few people that actually heard it you know like recordings of it and mm -hmm. uh, he ended up making mention of it in Rock Hard. This is like back in 2021, which I was blown away by. I, you know, I was like, dude, Lil, I don't know why you're mentioning me in interviews. I don't even have music out, you know, <laughs> that's how Lily is. he's an emotional guy. He's a heart guy. He's totally a heart guy, you know, and yeah. super, super cool of him. You know, just one yeah. of those, like one of your heroes, you know, your heroes give you the nod. You're 
Well, speaking speaking of heroes, yeah, heroes could be in the, in the just hanging out. Spat, all of a sudden, there's <laughs> oh my god, dude! This guy, this fucking guy. For the for the oh. listeners, we got Diego Sanchez. The fucking wizard has made an appearance, dude. Violently yeah, oh, yeah, dude. Oh. Hey, Diego, hold your phone. Hold your phone to the side. There we go. Turn it sideways. Turn your phone to the Turn side. It sideways. Ever and ever, baby. That's my man right there. Uh, Diego, <laughs> go widescreen. Turn your side. Turn your phone sideways. Okay. Yeah. Turn it back to how you had it, dude. Sorry, dude. Go back the way you had it because it stayed the same. Now you're just sideways. There it is. All right. Uh, that's that's cool. There you go. All right. How's this? Oh, yeah. Boom. Boom. Oh, oh, oh shit. You guys got me on widescreen. What? There we go. There we go. Widescreen. <laughs> Dude, there's like some helicopter facing some guy in white sneakers and black pants and a black shirt. And I was like, I got him on the podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. So if you guys uh, don't, never mind the sound, I'm going to be muting everything because there's a bunch of mutants out here causing a fucking havoc. What <laughs> <laughs> up, Vaughn? You rock star guy. You're a rock star. I'll tell you what, man. I was talking about special people, man. This Diego was one of those guys that, like, we've just had magic moments in time, man. Where, like, yeah. where, like, you know, there'll be things happening all around us, people and scenes, and you know what happens at shows and festivals, and like, but Diego and I would always the universe just kind of we would be brought together in moments of really solitude he is yeah, a lizard, dude. Like we would find each other just the two of us and it's just like like it was always like that man he's he a descendant of merlin dude dude yeah. brick by brick like it's a zoo you know hanging and like yeah. i go yeah. with the trailer I, I you know warm up whenever i'm coming out and that that one rare moment and i know all you cats know what this is this is new for me certainly when you're on the road you don't get a lot of moments to yourself. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, like yeah. You don't get a lot of time to just come. I know what you're talking about. Disconnected. From <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, just like, what is doing there for an hour? <laughs> I just like, I'm, I'm, I'm walking out, walking to the brick by brick, and then I hear that magical voice behind me. <laughs> it's fucking Diego. Yeah, yeah dude. It was, just, it was just like, not again. Yeah. Just like <laughs> Chicago. Just like it. Just yeah, dude. yeah. That's when it's at the gas like, station randomly, oh hey, what's up? Oh, what up? No, I was just talking about you. Yeah, man, just like really crazy stuff. Synchronicity, bro. The magnetism that happens. Yeah, vibrations in the universe. Vibrations mm -hmm. in the universe, man. Or like you know, I, I'll never forget this, Diego. What? Right before when we were sound checking before CDF when I was at Reviled, and like you guys had just pulled up, I think. Like an hour, two hours before, I remember I saw you coming into the venue when I was setting up merch, and you were like, gave me a quick hug, and then you, you know, went to crash or whatever. And I was like, okay, I'll like I'll see Diego later, tomorrow, tomorrow or whenever. You know, Cat just got off the trip, whatever. Yeah. And then lo and behold, I'm sound checking right before we play, and I just I hear this voice, and I look down, and it's Diego, and I'm like, Diego, you came to check out the set, whatever. Like, yeah. you gave me that fucking pick. I still have that shit, man. Where is it? Yeah. Oh, with him, I got you, I got dude, right here, man. For the baby girl, dude, right yeah. there. Tell you nice, what, that was yeah. moments, dude. It's like Eddie Van yeah. giving you the pick, man. You know, yeah. right before I'm about to rip, he just like he was like, "Bro, 
for good juju. And that shit changed my life, man. Like, who knows? Maybe this is what brought Defeated. I don't know. Yeah. The cosmic. The, it's like these little yeah. universe yeah. moments. It's, it's, it's a relic, even, dude. It's a relic of not only. Yeah. It's not the pick. It's the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and what it led to very shortly after. So, Diego, yeah. I'm so happy you're here. I love you to death, man. Sounds like, you, man. It sounds like you and I smoke the same weed, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. For sure, all of us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, man, it's awesome. You're doing big. You're doing big things. You know what I mean. And you're good people. So that's all it is. It's just positive vibrations. You know, we're not reggae guys. Our attitude and personalities with people that we're surrounded by and we surround ourselves with are, mm-hmm. but the energy and the vibrations we put in the universe are some excessive jazz vibrations. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel it, dude. Yeah. I'm your vibrations right now, dude. Yeah, man, I'm fucking stoked and happy as a camper with my truck and my phone all crazy right now, dude. It's awesome. I love it. I fucking love it. Man. I love it. Yeah, it's killer, man. Everybody nice, doing dude. good? Yeah, dude. We're all yeah, doing great, yeah. man. It's another awesome. Thursday night, dude, and I get to hang out with all you fucking cool cats. So I'm, yeah. I'm chilling like right now. It's a proper podcast with Diego popping on. Dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. All right. Back. No, yeah. man. You, did you mention that you helped me tab for some stuff, like how we initially met and stuff? So that was, I mean, the first point of contact. Well, we Diego and I have kind of like three points of contact, really. Yeah, totally. The first, the the first point of contact in a big universe sense is Diego's close with my dad's cousin Monica. Yeah, I come from a family centric house, and I know Diego does too. So him and I were kind of bonded in that way. Just universe. That's like real universe shit. Like weird, like cosmic stuff. Right. But yeah, yeah, Diego had posted in preparation, I think for TVV for CDF. Right boys. Yeah. Diego, Right. You guys are gearing up for that. Yeah. 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 Kind of set, man. So I was like, we better get on our shit, dude. You know, get it together with. So, Diego was like, you know, dropped on Facebook, like, hey, looking for tabbers, whoever, you know, I had the experience with Ronnie. So I was like, hey, if, yeah. if I can rock Ron, I'll, I'll, I mean, what an honor to take a crack at a Discord song. Jesus. Like, did I would, you, like, did you have to tab out the 10, 11, 10, 14, 10, 11, 10 shit? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah. That's abhorrent. Yeah. You guys yeah. did perverse manifestation. Oh, we did yeah. perverse manifestation. Track oh, yeah, dude, it was it was and it yeah. was funny because like Diego would be like delivering these the crazy riffs. But you know how it is with like Skype and Facebook video, like with the guitar stuff, it'll come in and out. And after a while, I was like, I'm just gonna let them play it, and I'm just gonna kind of like and that was something that I learned from that cat Tom Kozik when I was in high school. Like, and Diego, I'd, I'd love to hear your take on this too, with you coming yeah. up in a pre-digital world or any of you guys really like oh yeah. Now you just had to get together. Just in person, <laughs> just, just learning how to like watch other guitar players' hands. Like I yes. tell my students that all the time, man. Like there's a visual element to learning this instrument where yeah. you learn how to really focus on the like what they're doing in the left and stuff. You can start to decipher yeah. exactly what's going on. Yeah, we're tabbing yeah. out. Like I can hear him like forty percent of the time, but as long as you <laughs> kind of see the shape, yeah. motion, and kind of get yeah. that, you know, and I. Obviously, I'd listen to the music enough that I could kind of fill in the gaps. So, yeah, that it song's pretty Diego. It was an, yeah. honor, an honor to do that for you. Oh, man, you helped me in the clutch, bro. That's why Soria was able to learn that song because you helped me tab it out so quick, you know? 
yeah. And you told me, oh, yeah, we'll have to stop at, you know, 11 o'clock or something. And then next thing you know, I'm like, okay, 11.30 comes around, 12, you know, 12.30. And I was like, hey, uh, you know, we're going past the time. You're like, ah, man, we're, we're almost there, man. Let's just, let's just oh, do awesome. it. On it, you know? And I was like, okay, because not everybody does that. You know, there's whether or not it's a moment because it's your mentor or it's a song you like, just work ethic wise and sacrifice really because you have some place to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, okay, I'm an hour and a half late, but in your world, I just fucking tapped out a Discord song with Diego fucking Sanchez, the Riff yeah. Wizard, and he's, you know, <laughs> like just like you talking about Monica and fucking Jerry, bro. Like we're family <laughs> already when we were already felt rad vibes. Hell yeah. Right. And musically, look at where you are, bro. You're fucking shredding with the Peter Stanley, Just going back to back, too. And another rock star in the room, you know? Yeah. And then fucking Casey's jamming with some fucking, you know, guys that got 20 years on us and 30 on you. Anthony's got his kids, you know? I'm at work That's with all him. That's <laughs> <laughs> You know, I love you guys, dude. You guys are awesome. Man. Too, man. It's a natural vibe on this place. Dude, it, it's yeah. like... Diego Sanchez. Man. <laughs> Back in the house. Love dude. you, buddy. Hey, so, uh, what's up with some new Defeated Sanity material there since yeah. you're not... Uh, since you're representing Defeated Sanity from, you know, this one guy that just is not a rock star, but he came up really quick and is super humble and shreds. And anybody that tries to talk shit has no idea until they meet this guy. And we'll be talking like, shit, dude. Dude. I fucking you're love Vaughn, dude. You're gonna make me cry, dude. I'm not <laughs> I am a guy that's trying to get Vaughn to cry, dude. Podcast, dude. Like, man, yeah, that's gonna cry. Just to clarify, we got a moment right Paul LA, dude. Hurry up, Paul LA. Okay, okay, never mind. I got scared right now because of all the politics. I can't get racial on things. I was gonna make a fun. How did we so quickly get there, dude? I thought we were fucking crazy wrong, dude. Well, those who know me know that my mind just all of a sudden fucking, you know, and I already have a whole scenario fucking written by the time I talk about it. You want to talk about real quick, just a side note. Speaking of Cali Death, San Diego, the well, the source, the source. Right, let's talk about it. San Diego, unique leader, the source. I'm like I said, deeds, 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 decrepit. Let's say here, all that stuff. California forever, man. I just want to say it here, say it loud, sick and proud. You know, but, thanks, dude. Yeah, dude. Dude, having having Diego and Ronnie Kachnik in the same place. That's like that's like that's like Shaolin Wu Tang vibes. You know, yeah. What I mean? <laughs> that's, like, that's like Gandalf Sar. Uh, who is it? Who is Saruman? Sauron, but the Christopher Lee's wizard. Saruman. Saruman. Sarum, it's like Gandalf Saruman. Or it's like know? Tupac Dude. and Biggie, but they like each other. Dude, Yin and Yang. Like, that's <laughs> like, those are the two like those are like the riff boards of the generation, dude. Like yeah, totally yeah. different perspectives, but generational yeah. creative peers who both equally completely twisted the game. Right. I think Saruman's riffs are the sickest, though. <laughs> <laughs> he's got, he's got that. But man, with the, the new defeated stuff. You know, we were talking about this a little bit, Anthony. You know, yep. Lil and I have. We just had a meeting today. Lil and I are cranking out this song seven that was collaborative for us. You know, it actually started when I was in Berlin. I went over. I flew over. 
about two weeks before we did the my first run with them in Europe, I flew over to Berlin for 10 days and we just crash coursed. Like it was like Spartan because he had to work all day. So we'd get up at 6 a.m. By 7 a.m. We're in the jam space playing hideously disembodied. You know what I mean? Like seven in the morning. Like I don't play the guitar until maybe three o'clock. Really? Yeah. For if I'm going to like, if I'm going to like, if I'm trying to really do it's like by three o'clock, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm like ready to sit down and like start like, you know, riffing. Yeah. 7 a.m. for like, you know, 10 days in a row is that's a lot, man. But that's right. how it had to be. That's what had to happen. Right. Because, you know, you only have a window of time. You know, he hit me up to join the band or the potentially audition for the band through these shows and stuff. You know, when these Euro dates came out or came to fruition in September of 2022. So I had about two and a half months to learn the set. And then I was going to fly over and we were just going to crash course it, correct as much as we needed to. But in that period of time, you know, we really got on a flow with the music. So we took a day and we were like, fuck it, let's write a tone row. Let's write a 12 tone row, see if we can make something out of it. We ended up writing just like the very beginning of it, using that kind of dish in the last couple notes. But that's kind of become something, a lot of Lily's ideas, a couple of my ideas, riffs that I had from before. And he's like that with Jake too. I mean, he's taking stuff from Josh, just little moments, you know. But uh, we've been rocking that and super stoked. Were you guys in canoes? Huh? Were you guys in canoes? Were we in canoes? Yeah, I heard like a 12, like a 12, 12 ton row or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that rowing, yeah. Rowing away. Rowing it's away. Like, it's like, oh, dude. Uh, yeah, dude. You know what you said? Oh, how big is your row, dude? Oh, it's about 10 tons, dude. 10 tons, dude. Yeah. 10 tons. What, what, what did you say, Vaughn? But like, like, a, like tone rows, you know, like a 12 tone row, Diego, like 12, okay. all 12 notes of the chromatic. Have you guys, chromatic. Have you, have you guys taught? Oh, uh, what did what did I say? Fucking, uh, I'll get back to you guys on that one. The chromatic, <laughs> <laughs> uh, chromatic. Well, oh, not chromatic, but chromags, chromatus. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of my one of my wizards. Chromagdon. Okay. Um, oh, pentachronics. The pentachronics. The pentachronics. Pentachronics, dude. Hey, so have you guys touched on all of y'all's educational background in music? Me? Oh, yeah. no. I, I, I ain't got shit. In this, in this session with Vaughn? No, 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 he's, he's talking no, to on Vaughn's. Yeah, we have. We've got oh, yeah, 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 musical yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that trips me out because I'm a guy that comes, like, I don't know anything about all you, like, you know, I can barely tune, but I can play, you know? Well, you and know, you got is well besides for drums and fucking shredding, you know. But you dude, guys, like your guys's background and your outlooks on how you guys play music and understand it, and like Joseph and KC and I, when the three of us get together and jam, I'll be feeling where when KC changes the time on some shit, you know. Mm-hmm. And because he has, he has for some reason, if I think I'm going to change the rhythm and, I'm, and it's going to be rocking. Like Casey just has a way of making it not sound rocking, and it's, you're like, "Oh shit, what was that?" You know, movie <laughs> <laughs> like, when I thought it was gonna be all rocked out, you know, like uh... going out with fucking Aquanet and shit. And um, <laughs> <laughs> so you, I thought you said a twelve ton row, and coming from your your background in music, I have no idea what that is. So, yeah. real quick, like, I wanted to add to that. Add to that real quick because on the guitar at twelve frets, like chromatic. Okay. So before that, I wanted to, I just wanted to mention this too. Is like Diego 
he he writes some fucking crazy technical shit, but with his statement that he just said, I know that he's he's playing through feel. You know what I'm saying? Well, he like just we like saying, writes yeah. what what feels right to him. He yeah. may not be able to translate it in the language that y'all speak. So y'all, I just got yeah, fucking yeah. southern as fuck. Yeah. Right there. I don't know, why. but you know what I'm saying? Like, well, but you well, can dude, still be genius without well, necessarily knowing all that shit. You know. So this feels like a good time to clarify this, given the, the this forum yeah. and and, and yes. all the people here. And and Lily and I were just fucking talking about this a couple hours ago when we were doing our writing session. It's a lot of people in the death metal scene in particular have come up to me and thrown the whole like music theory oh you have the theory background and the schooling and this and that but like in reality dude all of that stuff is referential and at the very least it cuts down on the time of communication between one person's idea to the other like when mm, lily and i yeah. like, today we like there was a one ball there was like something that we were changing and he was like okay so if it's if it's i think it was like a bar of 10 4 but we had to like shift something over and there was a whole like one of those weird lily things right one of those crazy mm -hmm. tech things and i was like oh no it's a bar of like 11 8 and he's just like yeah totally those are just words that we assign yeah. meaning to in our mind and yeah. i stress this with yeah. my students and kind of what i was talking about when i was coming up learning all the hendrix stuff and even the jazz stuff mm -hmm. the ear is king Mm. And there are, I mean, guys, how many people? This might be the only shit talking I do. I'm just gonna stand by it though. There are yeah. so many guys on the internet who read a book about scales and chords and rhythms, and they make these instructional videos and all this stuff, and they can play scales and chords in this but have they ever written music that speaks to you you know mm. or have they written music at all have they ever toured have they ever played on stage with other musicians without a click track have um, they ever you know what i'm saying there's yeah. a video that got no, i, I really can understand perfectly dude for every hundred thousand guys out there who knows about chords and scales but can't do jack yeah. shit on the instrument there's one or two diegos or ronnie's or christian coons or guys that just they bleed that shit man right it's, it's it's not about the the thought process like and mazzatello knows nothing about music theory too he just, dude, just now just granted it is out, it you know? helped me yeah. in the sense that like like being on a time crunch with the defeated thing yeah. Yeah, man, certain riffs and just like be like oh you got yeah cheat, this, you got this, cheat codes you got some cheat codes, codes. it's like having yeah, cheat yeah. codes in call of duty or something right but dude what helped me learn the set and what, what's helped me, and this is where Lille is from, because Lille, for being perceivingly as intellectual as he is, that yeah. dude is as from the heart and from the ear as, and I know Diego knows this, and a lot of that's coming up with Wolfgang, because Wolf was on the same tip. And I yeah. think this, bro, when I learn music, when I play music, I don't think about chords, scales, rhythms, nothing. I think about what I'm, what does it sound like? What is it yeah. supposed to sound like? How should it feel? Everything else, everything else is just a cheat code or a reference. None of yeah, those right. things have any meaning in music. You know what I mean? And yeah. I just want to clarify that for all the people that – and it's super ingratiating. I think it's super sweet that people in death metal are like, oh, you know theory, so therefore this or that. It's like, nah, yeah, 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 dude. And for me, I was listening to the defeated set list on repeat yeah. every day 
multiple yep. times a day. And then when I'm going to bed at night, I'm thinking, okay, hideously disembodied. <laughs> like while I'm trying to fall asleep, <laughs> that's what, that's the only way you can really go on that stage and deliver that music or attempt to, I I'm far from delivering it with the integrity it deserves, but at yeah, least moving in the direction of delivering the music with sincerity and integrity. Yeah. It has well, to you be put in, you put in that work man, and you, and you feel it like you said, and when your subconscious can feel it as well, you know, your subconscious takes over, man. When we're on autopilot, like third day in on the tour, no matter how much homework you do, second no, or third day in, no, no. You know, and you're like, ah, this is easy peasy, you know? Yeah. Like, there's no greater feeling than that because then, okay, you don't have to adjust for this part, adjust for that part. Oh, the sound of the stage, this, or, you know, not enough sleep, this, whatever. It's kind of like third day in. If you don't have your shit together, then, you know. Yeah, forget about it. You know, I'll tell you what. Lily only slapped my hand once on the road. Nice. All right, Lily. I got I to let the people One high five. <laughs> he only gave me a, a slap on the wrist, proverbially speaking. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. He gave you a little fucking. Oh, no, no. Spanking. He didn't slap me. No, I ain't no bitch slapping. Him. No, a little spanking. You're like, only hey. halfway to the face, bro. But uh, <laughs> it was after Oklahoma City. And he and, and he comes up to me and he goes, bro, you're not going hard enough. Oh, yeah, you're not going hard enough up there. And Alex yep. Weber's next to me and he's laughing because he's like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> like, he, yeah. he's up there sweating his ass out. Like, and I'm like, I'm trying, Lil, and this. And, and he was right. He was right. I mean, in his in his genius and his wisdom, Lil was right. He goes, look, you know this music well enough now. Yep. Now it's time yeah. to deliver the, the, good, the, the, the spirit. Let's you know, see like, you come through. Yeah. yeah. The thing about touring with defeated, yeah. and I know it's the same with and Ricky. I mean, uh, sorry, Diego and I were talking about this. I think when we were hanging in San Diego, in regards to playing with Ricky, where yeah. first of all, unlike a lot of bands, you know, not that there's anything wrong with it. Like, there's a lot of value to having consistency with the click. There's especially in metal where it's about delivery and execution. I'm about it. Contextual. Yeah. But with yeah. defeated, there's there's no click. It's all dictated every night on mm-hmm. how right. Lily is feeling. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. How is he gonna count it off? Is is he feeling the crowd that night? Is there a cute girl in the front? Is there all the same shit that we all know about? You know, right. real life, real feelings. Yeah. And that's gonna dictate how the set is gonna progress. How even within the same song. Those those little moments of speeding up, slowing down that make it truly sick, brutal death metal. You know, like the the in between, or like I think about like that's kind of the jazz um, element. Like, yeah, oh, totally, bro. Yeah. I play with Lille. I mean, that really playing jazz, playing with like bebop drummers who are thinking wide, who are thinking in the moment, and who are yeah. dictated by their emotions. And paired with fucking Gruber, because I look behind me and he's he's just feeling himself. Yeah. yeah, he's he's just feeling Lily. It's like he's the heart. So you got to just grab on to whatever you can, and you got to be you got to be open minded. You got to be flexible. You got to be listening. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be in the you have to be really present playing with someone like that. You know, yeah. And what that, that means is you have to know the music like the back of your hand because if mm-hmm. you if you're up there worrying about notes and not that I didn't fuck up. And the thing about it is, is it was really nice to know that. Lille, 
Josh, Jake, Ron Kachnik, Mike Heller, mm-hmm. guys who I perceive as being untouchable still. Perfect to me. Yeah. I have yeah. nights where they got off the stage and they're like, fuck, I fucked that up. Or, oh. Yeah. yeah. It makes it, 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 almost, it like reaffirms like your own insecurities and your own, the things where like, there were nights when I'd get off the stage and I didn't feel good about certain things. And you realize everyone has those nights. It's not a big deal. And the thing about it is, is Lily, you don't care about the mistakes in a short-term sense. Like, obviously, you know, you come back to the next tour like an athlete. You go into the off-season, right. you train, you come back correct. But yeah. night on a tour, he's like, no, I want it to be about the energy and the spirit, man. You got to be yeah. delivering 150% every single night. And that was something that was a, a challenge to just – because that's a conceptual thing, right, Diego? Like, that's a conceptual thing. Yeah. That's like a – well, once, once, hopefully you feel your music when you represent your music on stage. Totally. You know what I mean? You could play your shit in your fucking room or your garage or whatever, dude. You know, all day long, church, whatever, you know? And, I mean, nowadays, if you're on church, you're on stage as opposed to, you know, here's my composition, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wait, real quick. I was going to say that Lile right in that moment is – um telling you to take your mask off bro yeah and yeah that's a very hard thing for a yeah. lot of people to do totally. but he the one thing that he's asking of you is to just be you he yeah. knows you're capable he obviously knows you're capable you're on stage with him so he's saying hey i'm being me over here obviously you just mentioned that you could feel him being him yeah but he wants a band of everybody being themselves. And yeah. everybody, everybody being about delivering the spirit, the maximum brutality. Maximum brutality. <laughs> yeah. That is, and that's and that's a that's sourced from consume the forsaken. That's sourced from you know trading, trading pieces, path awakening. Uh first um as time begins, you know what I mean? Like that's sourced from Diabolic, which Diego turned me on to fucking out in San Diego. Diabolic. While I have Diego here, one thing that I have to say is even though I got into modern brutal and technical brutal death metal first, my heart now more than ever sits in 90s death metal because man, nice. that shit, those guys didn't give a fuck. Dude, yeah. Deicide, um, Suicide sacrifice. That thing that he mm. does, that little like, dun, dun, dun. you know what I'm talking about in that verse riff where it's like, dun, 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 dun. it sounds like they're tripping over stairs. You could yeah. have put that on a metronome, but that's right. what makes it sick, man. It's like that stuff is like in between the lines of of reality. That's yeah. one thing that one thing that makes Bro. I think you you stand out because I always talk about I've talked about it like four or five times in the podcast of like climbing the ladder of starting with. Uh, more like a you know mellower metal band then get crazier then get crazier then get crazier and crazier you went like full-on jazz but the thing is but you like it's so rare to have someone that's so like fluent in jazz and and music and then find out about death metal in the middle of that and then go and then start at like the height of the crazy shit then find the you like you went down the you like got some another cheat code got to the top of the ladder like what the, where the fuck am i and then you started going backwards like oh shit this reverse is sick. 90s is sick, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now dude and now i like put on melissa and yeah, i'm yeah, yeah. Like, is the greatest ever you know it's it's 
it's just it's all it all relates you know but but yeah. man, shout out to real quick Kevin Mueller. I think just uh rated us. Oh, shout out, Kev. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, thank you, buddy. I love you. While I yeah. have Diego here, so something I just want to throw out, and and dude, Diego, I, I can't say it enough. This guy, the things that he said to me, the things that I needed to hear from somebody like him. Again, this has been such a short amount of time, man. Like, yeah, yeah. for sure. Like it, it over almost overnight like all of a sudden it's like zero to a hundred you're on the road doing this every night you know what i mean in your favorite band in the world it's like it's a lot you know but Mm -hmm. the thing that tripped me out and still trips me out the most is standing in the shadow of christian who i need to acknowledge i don't think people acknowledge him enough for being the lethal motherfucker of a guitar player that dude was and the personality that dude was on stage you know the single yeah. guitar. It's like I would feel that dude every night I was on the road from the first show I played with Defeated in Berlin to the last show I played with them in Santa Cruz. I felt his presence. And he we've been in communication. I kind of talked to him a little before. He's been That's nothing awesome. supportive, you know. But man, that guy, that guy set the bar so fucking high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like that trips me out more than anything. Yeah. It's like, okay, I have to figure out a way to honor his legacy while finding my own voice. Yeah. And that, you have like twins in the music universe just generations later. You know? Because I was totally. in the same boat, man. I played so many shows with this gorgeous back in the day and fucking. When I got there, Maddie was always hella cool. Like, yeah, bro, what up? You know, mainly when Discord played shows, I'd go and hook up a Maddie to buy the tickets. So mm. that's how I got to know Disgorge personally. So I had, you know, invite me to practice before they were playing the show or something, you know. So we already would party, a sh- you know, whatever at the shows. But going to somebody's practice and the intimacy of it, you know, and there's fucking some songs with lyrics on them. And, you know, Maddie's always, he was like, toilet bowl fucking squishing back in the day and shit you know <laughs> and then all of a sudden you go in a room and you see lyrics written on the wall you know and you're like fucking what you know and and to me fucking they were always hella cool you know like tony and brian like the originators you know and like i never got to jam with brian but i met him over the years and he's come out to discord shows and the love that he gives to Discord, not only like his boys, you know, and then me fucking later and still being in it as opposed to fucking hopping on and hopping off. Like those guys are the most humble fucking guys and they shred and they play all genres of music. And even Eric Felici too, the other bass player kind of like crazy jazz background, man. That's the first yeah. dude that showed me you could do artificial harmonics on a bass, you know, he was showing Ben. How- Hell yeah. yeah. Showing Ben how to do artificial harmonics and shit. <laughs> Hell yeah. And Ben's birthday is this Sunday, just to let everybody know. Ben Marlin, fucking oh, shit. Him, amazing human being and fucking bass oh, shredder. Man. Super Dude, shredder. Yo, Lille was talking about Ben and his like his power stance on stage. Like mm-hmm. the things that yeah, that I think a lot of people, or at least for me, you know, being an outsider looking in, now being kind of a little more on the inside, right? You don't realize how how much that stuff makes a difference. Fuck but yeah. at the same time, you don't realize how hard it is to craft that for yourself. Like, or not even craft it, but like you have to, like you too, Diego, you and Ben, you guys had that. I was going to say, Diego has a very distinct, like, oh yeah, he does. Knees, but you guys were like, 
to the point that, like, even Lily was saying, Ben didn't even have to headbang. Like, his yeah. presence and his stance was so fucking brutal. You got yeah. the vibe. That's <laughs> actually, that's Eric, perfect. That's a perfect. That's the way. Like, Eric's just up there, just like, yeah, yeah. Like, this guy is all sick. No, the, the, the best way I could I could describe like Diego and um Ed and Ben and stuff, it's like it's kind of like this like undulating. It's like this like it's like fluid this thing. like the fluid this like flow that's coming towards you, just like bringing yeah. this like energy. Dude, you know, and, and you know, doing it like that every <laughs> night, like yo, you look at a, a Terrence Hobbs. I I, I same that's similar with, uh, that the artifact <laughs> vitality magazine that's been coming out about this, and I made mention of this. Where it's like, man, I look at you, Diego. I look at Hobbs. I look at Ronnie. Like, we're not talking about, in all due respect, young guys, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was out there with Ron every night. And he is kicking my fucking ass on that stage. I got to play after him with his energy and his spirit. There's no excuse. And that's what Lily was trying to say, too, man. And he's right, dude. There's no fucking excuse for not going 150% with every element of the delivery of the music, not just the notes, the chords, the scales. Honestly, yeah. when it comes to the show, the kids don't care about that, man. No. That's for you to worry about. Like, you can sweat if you missed up a wheel or not, you know? Like, size and time, bro. Like, what we see is a one note out of a 64th of a second. You know, ah, oh, shit, that was like five seconds right there, you know? And the crowd's Basically. all. Even people that know your music and like friends that know your music, like sometimes those little things, oh, I didn't hear a fucking thing. No, they don't catch it, man. No, you're your own worst critic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good to be hard on yourself, but fuck, man. When like some of those, you know, like John from Sephardic Carnage, man, certain nights, if he couldn't hear some shit or fucking on tour and multiple drum sets or something, you know, that guy is fucking so sick, you know? Like sometimes, dude, you know. Fucking just like myself, dude. I fuck up on, especially with Cephalopsis later trying to play bass, dude. I'm fucking up on some shit, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody fucks up, dude. Elon- <laughs> That's so funny. I was just about to say Elon Musk fucks up, but I'm oh, now thinking like up. y'all guys, y'all, y'all are the fucking. I haven't seen y'all a lot tonight. I was gonna say you guys are the Elon Musk of caveman music. Dude. Oh, oh, dude, cancel me. <laughs> <laughs> Consume the first send me the party, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, you know, just last thing I'll say, kind of one thing that really stuck with me is uh there's this uh, really great jazz drummer named Lenny White, right? Of course. I was playing I was playing a gig with Lenny and I got off the first set and I was super dark, man. I was just like not feeling it. And he could tell and he pulls me aside and again that old school, we got it from Miles, that very like stern hard old jazz vibe of like listen listen young blood you know what i mean get your wipe the wipe the frown off your face you know yeah look bad kind of vibe but he was just like uh he's like look you look out in the audience do people have a good time i'm like yeah people seem to be having a packed club everyone's having a great time he goes then you did your job and that's what matters it's like it's well that's the thing is i mean look everyone here i know just based off of odious i know joseph and i have talked a lot about music. I mean, obviously, the dude crushed it, crushed it in Chicago, dude. Yeah, sure. dance and ecstasy. It was so crushing, man. TV. Yeah, well, that's that's very, fun, very fun to watch Joseph play his kid. Dude, unreal. Oh yeah, it's unridiculously yeah. sick, dude. Just, but oh, it's yeah. like 
we oh, are yeah. all we hold you know you hold yourself to a level of musical accountability yeah but i think i'm learning trying to learn and and just do experience and even talking to and seeing how Lille, Jake, and Josh, those guys are like my older brothers, you know what I mean? They're veterans, man. Those guys are kings, kings. So it's all about absorbing, just Mm -hmm. keeping, you know, paying attention, you know, don't, don't talk too much, listen more kind of vibe, right? Just like pay attention and realize that like, if people have a good time, right? If the kids leave the show and they want to buy the t-shirt, if the pit was going, who fucking cares if you had a bad night, man? Deal with it. Go back to the shed and practice, you know? doesn't right. make a difference that night. But if you're not giving the energy, if you're not providing that energy to give the kids and the people coming through the the opportunity to get that energy out for themselves, then you're doing a music, you're doing the music more disservice than you would be if you played it perfectly. You got to, yeah, it's, it's like the, it's sense? like the... Yeah, totally. It's like to me, I mean, you think about people like talk, talk about John from Cephalic. I did the last tour that he ever did. And I remember every fucking show he was kind of going like, fuck, I don't know if I I'm he was like pissed every night. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I was like, dude, you fucking I, like you're one of my favorite bands. I was like stoked. I watched made sure to watch their set every fucking night because I love the free flowing thing that they had. It was amazing. And I was like, he fucked something up that I couldn't tell. And he was right. like, fuck this. And then um, but then you think Terrence but then well then touring with terrence terrence would fuck up and be like yeah i, don't get, I fucked up a little bit it's it was all right well he yeah, had like this like yeah. kind of like more positive like like that's why he keeps going more veteran going going. response to the situation yeah it's kind of like what, what von's in it's like it's literally he has like a mindset of like yeah i'm gonna fuck up like it's fine yeah you know? like, it's it, yeah. It, it naturally i didn't want uh, necessarily want the the key theme of tonight to be this but it is an ego thing and it's all how much uh, you have a relationship with your ego. So if you're fuck, if you're beating yourself up about fucking up on stage and nobody else really noticed it, you know, but it hinders the rest. If it hinders how you're playing after you realize you fucked up and then that energy gets dispersed throughout the room, people will catch that. So he's talking about, you know, Lil A or anybody else who's saying like, get the fuck out of your ego because that's always going to be the villain. And when you're in those situations to know that I noticed that I fucked up, but most likely really nobody else did. So I need to move on from that point immediately. I mean, for me, I mean, there's people that there's people that obviously fuck up too, and you can see it, and that like are so they're more ego based and egocentric. They obviously like there's things they become an avalanche. No, for that, no, for them, they'll be like, I fucking crushed it, dude. Like you know, like Uh, they're they're like they have this. They're not worried about like bettering themselves. Yeah, that's like yeah, yeah. They're not opposite side of it, right? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, dude, it's it's just the whole thing in such a just being aware that just your awareness of the whole situation and no hey dude i fucked up tonight and now i want to hit just makes me want to hit the fucking chalkboard again get hit the books and go back and try it again it is bro and it's like just you know retrospectively now having gotten enough enough of the vibe with the band coming off of, you know, the last two months of whatever we were doing December, January, we were like all over the place, you know, time, man. it's like now I, I, I kind of came home and kind of, you know, processing and thinking about all this stuff. And on one level, it's like, okay, you got to practice that much harder, but you know what to practice for now. 
You know what I mean? You know, not mm-hmm. only in regards to playing, but just touring and the dynamics in the band. Right. And possible you know, obstacles. Obstacles, dude. Equipment obstacles, you know, every stage being different. You know, that's not- another that's another art. It's another art of like oh, there's, there's like actually to me, I actually really like, I mean, we've talked about this a million times, but I really I like when fuck ups happen. I like when fuck ups happen on the podcast. I like when things that we weren't planning happen. Right. I, I love like to me, it's like after being on stage, reality. after seeing all the, the you know, like being on stage and just going, whatever, we're just going to play the set. Right. And then all these fuck ups, how do you adapt to them? How people adapt to fuck ups, how they laugh on stage. I'll start laughing. It's like a whole like thing where I'm not like, oh, they fucked that up. I'm not like that anymore. I'm like, if they fuck it up and they're like, they're mad, then I'm like, fuck that band. I'm not, I'm not into, like I like I like a band that's like yeah we fucked up whatever we got back on it's all good and like yeah. next dude next riff you know you, next you got riff. next riffs coming around the corner before you know it so it doesn't really matter you know what I mean and yeah that's one of one of those things I definitely learned to to kind of hold close to me night to night and it and it helped just make the whole experience that because dude here's the thing like at the end of the day I was having a fucking blast man playing yeah. that music every night music plays itself. And again, have you know? I have to. I really. I know we're just vibing and stuff, but I, I, I feel like I would be doing the the band a disservice and just my feelings toward the band and the people in the band a disservice by not making mention of this. But you know, uh, Jake, uh, that guy playing, having him be the other string and the bass player on stage. That dude had my ass covered in so many ways every night. Because yeah. he is so ridiculously lethal on the instrument, bro. He's yeah, his, dude, his yeah. attack, the clarity, Stop. his finesse. Yeah. He's so relaxed. It's like when you play, because you know, defeated one guitar band. Like with at least when you got two guitars, you got another guy that you can like. You know, you're playing some unisonal stuff. Like, oh, I had a pick slip, whatever. You know what I mean? That guy's got it on the other side. Yeah, one guitar, one bass. I know Diego and I talked about this a bunch. Of, definitely at one point in time, maybe after the show in san diego where it's like you really got to be on top of everything Mm because it's just you and that other cat but man i can say this about all three of those guys people ask me like was it hard playing the music and i was like dude that was the easiest part was playing live every night because those three have their shit so fucking together wow those guys are so on top of whether whether the song was tight or loose or this or that north south east west those guys can move as a unit and therefore speaking of ego you have to get rid of your ego and just say actually i'm just gonna move with these cats i'm gonna Mm. trust trust Mm. trust what's happening and and, okay lily's moving it here i'm gonna trust him and i'm gonna move with him i'm not gonna try to make any decisions man because they they know what they know what they're doing and quite frankly i'm in the process of doing that it's a process right Like you mentioned earlier, it's all flow. It's all flow, man. And those guys are so, they make it so easy, dude. They make it so easy to just settle into the prospect of delivering that music. There's a nice, steady, flowing river of defeated sanity right next to you. And they're like, hey, if if you can navigate these rivers, we will make it as easy as possible. But if you can't navigate these rivers, you're going to get fucking torn up, dude. Dude, you know what? It's, I... It's like, I, Diego. I think you talked about this in your in your Cali Death uh, podcast not too long ago. I mean, in relativity to the universe, of course. I mean, <laughs> like in relativity to the universe, universe, bro. It's a great, 
it's harder to play with musicians that are worse than you. Not worse, but maybe less experienced is the word I'm, I, I want to use. Then it is musicians better than you. And in fact, it's like if you play with musicians that are better than you and you're self-aware enough to just open yourself up to the experience of learning through osmosis. I'm not talking about talking. I'm not talking about like right. learning that way. I'm talking about like living the learning. You right? guys are speaking being, your feelings. Dude, just being just just absorbing the essence of what they're bringing to the music. Um, it's actually easier. And you get better way faster. I tell all my students at the college, I'm like, look, you got to find the biggest shark in the pond and you got to go fuck with that guy because you're going to learn something. And that mm -hmm. was always my MO, man. Like, same with trying to jam with Ronnie, trying to play with Longstriff, trying to fuck with Diego. It was just like, let me just put myself in the most challenging but inspired musical situation possible and just put my head down because I know that if I do things right and honest, I am going to be a better musician for it. Yeah. And and that's what's and that's kind of where things are at with defeated you know i'm just trying to be better and eventually become everything that those guys need in a new guitarist you know that's mm. that's the goal it's just about how it's not about money it's not i mean obviously it's death metal right it's not about no it's always been passionate about all, all of it for it's just us wanting to become the very thing that when i heard passages and i saw those guys play or the first time i saw fuck the commerce with diego and jamie where jamie's hair is like this and he's like a fucking yeah. gremlin. <laughs> like, dude that stuff that stuff that stuff's yeah jamie oh, was, was like you know it's like dude that's what it's all about man that's that's why i get out of bed in the morning now well, i was just gonna say i was younger i was younger i was i wasn't even old enough to buy alcohol before I realized that I wasn't going to make any money in metal. You know what I'm saying? Like I had only two years in death metal before I was realizing if I'm going to keep doing this, it's because I love it. I loved it the whole time, but now I've realized that that's the only reason why I would continue doing this is because of my love for it. Love, that's it. Dude. Love. You know? and just and just wanting to wanting to give back or contribute to the fountain, you know, to the fountain of everything that has come before, you know, totally. be it, be it like, you know, disgorge deeds, yeah. Cali death worship, be it Long Island and suffocation and Florida. And, you know, all these just incredible, incredible albums that some of them, like only like 300 people have heard, but that doesn't mean they're not ridiculous. You no, know, what I, mean? I know. And it's like, the amount of people who have been exposed to it does not, uh, obviously, we all know this. It and doesn't dude, matter. Well, here's what's crazy, too. And we were all talking about this on the tour. Like, it's crazy because it feels like, and maybe it's a sign of the times. Maybe it has to do with the nature of the world we live in. But, like, the, this, the younger generation, man. Like, we played a handful at least four, maybe five all ages shows in the States on this last tour. Mm -hmm. and yo, even yo, Joseph Anaheim. I, I wanted like, to talk about this show. Definitely. I was like, dude, there were mad kids, man, young kids. Like, and I'm not that old, you know what I mean? But yeah. they made me feel old as shit. I was like, <laughs> look at these young ass kids, but they are so into it and they're so about it. And it's like, man, that, that feels better than any check that anyone could write me or any cover of any magazine. Like, none of that shit means jack shit, man. To see, like, the young kids come out, getting hyped, getting excited about what you're doing reminds you of when you were that young kid. I'm still that young kid. I was watching Diego in Chicago, watching Lesky, 
like like I was like I was a teenager, man. Dude, like, you, Jimmy you had you, you know? had me in the pit in Anaheim. I was full on moshing like a teenager. <laughs> when I swear to God, I lost my mind that show because you guys opened with Stoned and Defiled, and it's that's my favorite record is um, Psalms of the Moribound. That'd be mine too, or Prelude. Dude, those two. I fucking I fuck with Psalms chapters so hard, and you guys just and you told me it's gonna be like a greatest hits set, and I'm like, oh, I can't wait. I hope they play hideously disembodied, and I hope they play this and that. And you guys like checked every song off the list, and I I straight up lost my mind multiple times. I was in the pit. I, there were kid like young kids there from San Diego who came up and I was like doing the whole like hey man like I gotta introduce you Ed's here you gotta go meet Ed you know doing the whole thing and trying to be like the mentor but I was full on you broke me down and I was and I just can't undersell like you know the riffs I was just standing in awe of you playing those because I've tried to learn you know I've I've learned some songs and I'm like wow this is incredible and it's just flowing right out of you and I, I was like, you know, you're looking a tiny bit stiff because it's your first show on the tour and you want to make sure you deliver first. And I'm like, that's the way to go. But the energy, you know, whether or not you you sell it or get more into it or whatever, I knew that was coming because I was like, he's doing exactly what he needs to be doing right now, just fucking executing. And uh, yeah, dude, it was so fucking sick. And I just want to say, say bringing, oh, bring I was going to say the world coming from you, Joseph, given the level. It was so fucking fun. Thank you so much. Real today. fast, real fast. I just want to yeah. say how lucky death metal is that you discovered it. Cause I feel like you are going to change the fucking genre at this point. Like, uh, no, great bro. quote, dude. No. I love that, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. Man, you know, it, can I, like a, a guy with your amount of talent and knowledge, it doesn't come around often that someone decides to get into this extremely underground esoteric scene with as much passion as you did, yeah. you know, and not treat it as a tourist for more than a couple years, but become like one of the actual finest purveyors of the style. Yeah. Yo, so, I mean, yeah. Good uh, job, Griffin. I saw him online, dude, for years. And I'm like, Von Stuffy, Von Stuffy, what is this? You know, you got a cool name. So I was like, oh. <laughs> you know, and then I think it's actually a cool name. Like, here and there, you know. And I talked to Brennan like years back. And then all of a sudden, you're fucking everywhere, you know? Well, and dude, then I'm hungry, man. I wanted to get off the, off. it's like, get me off the bench and into the, get me into the game. Yeah. I didn't want to sit, you know, it's like you. Yeah. It's, you turned out to be humble, dude, which is rad. Well, dude, yeah. it's, it's, I was just, and still, guys, even the opportunity to sit here and say any yeah. of this stuff to you guys is such oh, a yeah. super thankful, dude. I mean, shit, you guys had fucking James Murphy here last week. Like, <laughs> I know. I, yeah. I, I ain't shit. I'm Another just, amazing human being, man. Dude, I'm just, I'm just, and but here's the thing, too. If you go into a situation as an open cup, hmm people acknowledge that and they will open themselves up to fill your cup. And exactly. I can't, like I said earlier, uh, Anthony, we were talking about this. We all share this, right? Right. And I know Diego definitely, I'm sure being the godfather, the progenitor, one of the progenitors rather. Of What's progenitor mean? Progenitor like the like father, the, the yeah, person like who's... the elder. The, the oh, guy okay. Who... I've never heard that yeah. word in my life. I'm going to yeah, use like, it now. Like, <laughs> father, <laughs> mother, maker. Like, you, I, I'm a progen. <laughs> it's so funny. We have a song called yeah. Vile Progeny, and he doesn't even know what it means. So, well, I don't, you know, I didn't progeny is like the, the word 
progeny is my kids. My progeny are. Oh, I know that, but progenitor. Okay, so progenitor I, didn't, I didn't think progeny. I'm the one who. I'm, I'm the, the one who's passing down kids. those professional genetics to fucking my offspring. Yeah, in the house. Disgorge is the progenitor <laughs> of Cali Death. Dude, like, okay. And that's know. the thing. The I only Cali listen Death. to the same like t- t- ten death metal group. Well, no, so I I only listen to, like the the same ten brutal death metal records now. Right. I don't really. I I listen to all kinds of stuff over the last couple of years, but now it's like, yeah. dude, it's and I'll tell you what, five of those ten are that's all California shit, man. Dude, like, deeds and Those are the proge- progenitors of our scene. Yeah, those are, that's the mother and father, or the father and father were from yeah. Cali, so it might be two dads. Um, <laughs> come on, guys, nobody giggled at that, dude. It's too fucking bad. All dudes. all giggled. All right, um, but for real, that's literally what it is. Is fucking disgorged deeds is the progenitors, basically. If you want to, all right, it. we can stop using progenitor like seven times. <laughs> I, get it. I didn't understand. I am now it. only going to text the word progenitor to Joel. For the rest of our conversation, I'm gonna text my dad oh, like, "Hey, progenitor." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you progenitor any more children? Progenitally, <laughs> progenitally, you know, that'd be a good. Uh, you know, Diego, let's 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 start a gore grind band called Progenitally. Dude. Oh, there you go. That'd be oh, yeah. sick. Just you, two guitars and a drum machine. We go wild, bro. Dude, that sounds sick. It would be wacky, dude. <laughs> One minute songs, bro. <laughs> you already have four fans here right now on the generation. Gender reveal party in the house, too. Don't forget those guys. Oh, fucking yeah. Joseph on the stack. <laughs> yeah. Did you Vaughn, do you do you know about the sax uh saxophone yeah. death metal band we have? The other band, Casey. And Diego I and I have no, I do not. Yeah. You, guys oh, yeah, dude. you know, I'll, I uh, I'll in the comments right now, dude. Let's I used, love, man. Damn, I don't there's like one video. Yeah. There's a video, maybe it's on so Facebook, sick. it's probably on YouTube. Yeah, uh, I, used to I used to shred the sax, man. That was my jazz instrument. Oh, man, the saxophone's the most modern instrument there is, dude. Could you imagine if yo, you, could you imagine, Diego? You yeah, if you could do on the saxophone, what you you know what I mean? Like, dude, hey, this fit. guy can, he didn't play it for years. He just said, oh, you know what? I'm fucking Joseph. You know, I'm fucking cool. The professor's showing up. I'm like one of the amazing human beings as well. And I'm just going to bring my saxophone to free jam with fucking the Wiz and KC. You know? So, Joe, Joseph, you're playing horn. <laughs> you're, yeah, playing, yeah. you're playing the sax. Oh, that was my first I wish video. I wish I had all the fucking volume in the set so you could hear whatever that's guitar that's stuff that's I was like, doing. Because yeah, yeah. what he was bringing to like what kc and are like the darkness dude and the you know he like towards the end of it you gotta wait like 11 minutes or something but you know first we don't sound like we know what the fuck we're doing or at least i don't but joseph fucking warms up and he gets in this certain zone dude and he moves in the room and he finds a sweet spot and all of a sudden he just brings mm. down like fucking james earl jones low you know <laughs> he starts doing some fucking you know <laughs> <laughs> with a but the dude. depth of it, dude, it's only like fucking five seconds where it really like suffocation just from within. Just you're like, oh shit, what is this? And that guy, that, dude, is like, oh, you know, I'm just gonna bring my sax and see what fucking happens. And you know, that, you made, that video made, made me was like, oh yeah, bring your saxophone, cool man, fucking bring it on in. You know, dude, that video made me literally. It was like, 
Joseph's my friend and I haven't even talked to him or met him. <laughs> that I watched that video and the, I, oh. I probably said it to you, Joseph, earlier in this as my introduction to you two and a half years ago was yeah, that dude. video was oh shit, here's Casey and Diego jamming. Who the yeah. fuck is this guy coming in with the sax? And shredding. And, then, and the artwork in the background. Yeah, yep. it was it it literally was like I need to know this man now because oh, man. I Denver love Diego and Casey. I have my connections, my connections with them, with them. and like, like who, who brings, brings in win <laughs> to these guys, guys? You know, yeah, it's so cool, so cool. And around then was when that whole gender reveal party, you know, phase <laughs> was going on, and people died and whatever. <laughs> and fucking, you know. As like as, as nice and subtle as Casey is, you know, he's like, dude, we should name our band like Good Gender Reveal Party, you know? Like holy oh, shit. I you know? I remember being we got it. we got three videos that day, I think. Joseph and I were were fucking jamming the T V set and uh and oh. Casey and I free jammed and you know, and then we had all of us getting down. Man, the Casey and uh, Diego free jams are oh, I love them so fun to fucking yeah, behold, man. Super fun, dude. dude. Yeah, Casey's feel. Casey has the best feel, man, and it just, does. Diego just sits in it like fucking butter on bread, dude. It's just mm. yeah. brutal <laughs> butter, dude. The most yeah, brutal man. butter, dude. That's yeah. right. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's fucking so good, man. We got to get we got to get Vaughn over here to Cali to, yes, to hang out dude, and jam. We got to hang out in person, yeah. Vaughn, dude. Yeah, we get right in with yeah. our click, dude. Fuck yeah. The road is like such a trip because like on one level like especially in the states, right? Like getting to go out and I met so many mm -hmm. of my heroes, dude, like Ed, shout out to Ed. Hello. Yeah. Love Ed. Love Ed. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I was starstruck meeting Ed at, sure, at that Anaheim show, dude. I was like, holy shit, dude. Like, you played on Parallels, dog. Like, yeah. I'm here. You're here. Like, we're in the same space. You know, I'm, I, I still am not over that stuff, dude. Every yeah. time uh, imagine going to Disneyland with your family, and then you get to hang out with Ed and his family in Disneyland. <laughs> That's yeah. that nice yeah. I'm like, okay, dude. I fucking I, I love Discord so much for several years. You have been like this guy. Oh, dude, now our kids are running around and chasing each other. I'm yeah, cheersing a churro in front of the fucking castle and fucking yeah. Disneyland with you. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is going on, dude? Yeah. This isn't is this real? Like, is this actually happening? Dude, yeah. Isan is just a bundle of love, too, man. Oh, yeah, dude. That's he dude, that boy is like he's so crazy smart, man. Thanks for I me. Mean, Heather and Ed put in like a shitload of work, like for what you the extra work that it takes to be a parent you know what i mean like as smart as that kid is genetics or whatever they are but you know he's always on his shit and he's full of love and when he's a boy he's still respectful right like i can imagine being at disneyland like you know i'm gonna be there Disneyland, Dude. you fuckers, you know hell yeah but, you know that's that's I'll like go, go that's you. you guys got to connect because i met your wife when you we were in vegas and you guys just all of a sudden walked up on stage and i thought yeah. you were like you know <laughs> random people or something you know all fucking suave it out you know yeah dude i was all fucking but, i was definitely dapper that night dude yeah I definitely did not look like i was supposed to be there <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, but, but it's killer you know that you know the longer we're here and we take care of ourselves we can have those kind of moments with it and exactly you know, like i got into some shit earlier for trying to say somebody that somebody wasn't a musician just because they don't have a band or they don't play instruments even though i've seen them play instruments they don't 
they're not on it. You know, it's like when you put in the grind, it's a, it's just a different, you know, it's a different beast for those of us that have put in the grind and, you know, we're not any better than anybody else. And music is music. And there's musicians out there that don't even game recognized that. game. Yeah. 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 Until they right. pick up an instrument, dude, how do you know you're not a musician until you fucking pick it up? You know what I mean? There's so many people up here that just know rhythm, timing, drops, feeling, everything. They just, they haven't done it, you know, with ease yet. Mm-hmm. So, totally. yeah. Ah, oh, man. Again, the frequencies and the vibrations of the universe, just like us talking and all these electronics and shit. Hmm. Something you can't see, but you can only feel. Something and, you can't see, but can only feel, man. Yeah, man. I'll yeah. tell you something, too. I just want to throw out there that's been really refreshing for me. Um, and there's a couple people in particular I have to bring up because there's, there's been a lot of people that have had my back and continue to have my back. But again, they're all like elders in a way. Like even I look at Lily, Jake and Josh and I are around the same age, but I mean, he's, I look up to that cat for a multitude of reasons. I mean, that's hands down. I look over on that stage and I see him doing his thing on vocals and he terrifies me. It's like the, you, the, all the yeah. light in his eyes goes away. Like, dude, Josh is on, he's on some. He goes shark mode. Evil, dude. He goes yeah. shark mode, dude. I don't know what, he, you know, Jake and I go and we warm up and we play a song and we're see. I don't know where Josh goes the hour before the set. When he comes, I'll tell you, cause you know, he's like the nicest guy in the world, the glass. Yeah. Oh, dude. And he's an adventurer too. Dude, Have you seen some of the places he's, that he's I, fucking gone bro, to? Josh Welsh. Man, love you, brother. Jake, it's such a pleasure to have him on. Guys, yeah, to say it and spray (laughs) it. I love you, cats. But listen, (laughs) there's all these people, right? That are that I'm still kind of always looking up to. And it was great being on the road with malignancy, by the way, because Ronnie and I go way back. That dude had my back every night, was helping me with my gear. I told him, Ronnie, you're the sensei, bro. I'm here to help you. He goes, No. You're the headliner. That's how we do it on the road. I was like, yo, never felt right to me. I said, and and never felt good any night. I always was like, come on, Ron, I can, but that's not the, it's like you're saying, Diego, it's love, man. It's everyone just trying to have each other's back and make the tour as easy and, you know, uh, enjoyable as possible, given all the things, shit hits the fan no matter what. So if you can control it, try to make it good, right? Hey, Vaughn, you want to be on the spot right now? Huh? So you want to be on the spot right now? Oh, no. Put him on the spot. spot. <laughs> Which, what are we talking about? I, can, I mean, I kind of want it. I kind of want it, but I don't want to put Vaughn in a vulnerable Speaking of uh, Defeated Sand, you know, we're all bros, dude. We've known each other for a long time <laughs> up and coming. So when I got inside, uh, when Justin was in the band, Splattered was jamming, you know, and he was like in the tr- in the RV, you know, with Defeated Sanity. And I was like, yo, bro, what are you doing, man? You got your boys in the van and you're in the RV, you know? Fucking with Discord, we always say rock star because as we were up and coming, there was a lot of fucking rock stars, dude. There was not as many humble motherfuckers that, are sh- that were shredders. Mm-hmm. Those who had the craziest attitudes fucking sucked or sounded like shit or whatever the case. You know what I mean? Nowadays... Mm-hmm. There's a lot of humble people and a lot of them shred, you know? Yeah. yeah. So when, when I when I say rock stars, like different generations of, you know, and it, luckily with, with the music, everybody's fucking cool, you know? But, man, it's just, uh, 
the the dynamics of bands and fucking learning everybody's shit and feeling everybody's shit. You put in the work and you feel it. That's all it takes. And you bring the best tool, which is a good attitude. Dude, well, that's the thing, man. You know, yeah. like, but did you set up Ron's gear yeah. at all for the tour? Dude, a couple nights, a couple nights, I always carried shit when I could. You know, the thing about Ron. No, no, no. Did you set up his head and his gear because you know it so well from playing on it night for night? You were like, okay, Godfather, here you go. Let me set oh, up. Oh no, because Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronnie likes Ronnie likes his shit, you know. And yeah. Ronnie's like, he had his Kemper and he put it on and he. Yeah, and yeah. I don't it's know. Shit I'm learning. You know, one thing that is happening right now is I'm going through a complete reconfiguration of my live rig and my live setup and. It looks like, you know, Colin and I are going to basically what we're going to try to accomplish is sampling and pro, we're well, not sampling, profiling, whatever. And it's going to be the VH1, uh, VH140, right? The Ampeg Solid State VH140. Mm-hmm. Right. Nice. It's good enough for Hobbs. It's good enough for me. Oh, but totally. That, that's the sound, right? That's, I mean, suffocation is the sound. To yeah, me, a compressor. Don't forget the compressor, man. If that's the rig you go yeah, to, you know. But anyways, like definitely looking into the Kemper situation, just something that's more ergonomic for traveling. Look, yeah. I wish I was in a situation like where I could have three heads and three cabinets every night. Who doesn't, right? But the reality is, is with the way the touring cycles are going to be and the demands of needing something consistent. I learned that watching Ron with his rig because night to night I was dealing with, you know, different rooms Sometimes a sound guy knows what he's doing. Sometimes it's a kid, you know. It's just like yeah. So make it break it. Yeah, but but with the the it's and it's and it's a double edged sword because on one level I, well I'm definitely gonna have a cabinet on stage no matter what because I like feeling the physical air. I think mm-hmm. that's especially because you know playing death metal live is a war zone, especially if you don't have in ears right. It's a fucking war zone up there. You yeah. need something to ground what's going on here. You need something that's gonna be physically providing that support and to me cabinets whether you're going and running something di or something analog and you, you could tell too if, if you're if you're sound if you're if you're not your guitar's out you could tell immediately like you can tell like if you have cabinets behind you like when it's going di to the crowd you can't feel anything you can't yeah something like changes there's a difference you're like what well, yeah like you you won't know you just keep yeah. playing air guitar for everyone you know what i mean yeah. so that like that's cool. a really cool thing with the, having the actual cabs yeah. push air at you i mean but going back to diego's thing just to just because i'm not trying to dodge a bullet on it you know um, <laughs> I, I you know they were in the early days way before i was even playing ronnie was cool enough malignancy was cool enough to let me roll with them a couple weekends when they would do weekend warrior kind of runs you know what i mean where yeah. they do like, three nights I'm sure you guys do it in Cali, right? You do three shows on a weekend or yep. whatever. You drive a couple hours, just um, like not not quite a tour, but like a run, right? It's a T O O R. Yeah, tour. <laughs> you know, um, but uh, you know, and I would go out and help Ron and basically be like his roadie, you know, be his tech, just take care of things, you know, and just, just so I could be around and be hanging out. So I tried to, you know, I'd carry the Yankee cases, I'd do what I could, but you know, at the same time. It was a combination of, you know, Ronnie kind of knowing what he wants and how to set his shit up. I'll tell you what, I always tried to get it off for him. I always tried to grab the shit and get it off the stage for him, you know? Yeah. I, mean, I think one thing that kind of blows my mind, this is super, this was super surprising to me, talking to Lille and Jake and just talking to people in death metal about touring and being on the road. 
like why wouldn't you want to care like why is it such a big deal yeah if you're available like help your friends you hear stories <laughs> all the time about guys in bands yeah. and egos and oh yeah you know it's like dude mm -hmm. it's like there's four or five people involved and everybody just takes a box or two it's done in 10 minutes what's the big deal but you know people yeah. even if, if you want to be selfish about it you could just like get a fucking workout in like lift yeah, some dude, shit like I, be I healthy never, <laughs> i never sweat the grind bro i kind of yeah. take it man i mean you know i don't mind carrying equipment i don't mind carrying merch i didn't mind running merch i don't mind doing whatever because dude i'm just cool. happy to be there and still, I'm just thankful yeah. to be there every Thank day to play my favorite music with my favorite musicians in the world for the favorite people in front who are kind enough to go there and support this crazy thing that we're all trying to do. So I never yeah. really understood why some people – again, this is just me. No judgment. Everyone's on their own trip. Everyone has their own story. In the hotel, you can ice cream. Yeah, dude, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you know, the defeated guys hopefully appreciated that. You know? Appreciate it. Yo, also, I got to give it up to the great Paul McGuire, man. Not an easy job. Yeah, that guy's yeah. cool as hell. He's Yo, being a TM is hard as fuck because you got to, it's like yeah. hurting cats, right? It's like hurting cats. You got to yeah. be, you got to wipe every ass on the tour in your own way. Let's just I've call never, it. I've never it, bro. That yeah. dude made me feel, and he also, you know, he got down on me when I slipped up. You know, you missed bus call by nine minutes. That's some bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not wrong. Yeah, I'm yeah. creating a blade of grass with that shit. You know, Paul was amazing. All those guys were amazing. The dynamics within the band seemingly have been superb. You know, I remember oh, yeah. we were talking about going into planning, obviously, for the next tour cycle we have coming the summer. And just talking about how are we going to, you know divide the work of who's driving who's doing this that and we all kind of agreed i mean the last whatever the model was whatever we had going as a collective unit um for getting shit done it was like the best tour experience those guys feel that they've had in a while i had an amazing time and again it's about getting, putting your ego aside it's got to be about the platoon man touring is like boots on the ground you know it's true after in the jungle you do not leave the marines behind you take care of everybody man if you if someone needs help, is, you know, someone in another band needs help carrying a box out because of whatever, you carry the fucking box. Platoon man. is fucking the perfect thing because it's like you're all you're on the same team, but yeah. like there's different platoons. Yeah. And like, yeah. but we have the same purpose of like yeah. doing the same thing. So it's like we all have to help each other, but yeah. like we're all in different camps. The plane. So like, there's a common part. goal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. this is that's the perfect thing. This is I wanna, give me two. I want to throw this back again to the the context of coming from jazz and you know being disillusioned. I'm wondering is it uh, is that a difference with jazz? Because you were saying it's oh, kind of yeah. like every man oh, for themselves. Yeah. Is it that is it that also yeah, the ego, is the, the ego bigger in jazz too? Yeah. Along with this question, so. I would say so. I say that yeah. there's a, because it's so individually centric. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Jazz is the whatever you know the, yeah. the, the diego sanchez quartet you know yeah the charlie hunter trio oh, yeah. Yeah. Jazz. defeated sanity is not a democracy the charlie right. corner and and the gruber quartet you know what i'm saying like i'm there like i was talking to lily about this today where it's like i've kind of put together everybody's role in the band like you know um Lille is the heart and soul. You know, he's the mind, the yeah. heart, soul of it. Mm -hmm. Jake is the spine. Mm. Josh is the head, the eyes, the nose, the mouth. And I am the arms. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, yeah, that's totally, what it man. is. That's the role. Like it, it just in in how maybe that's like super esoteric. I don't know. No, it totally makes sense. sense I'm into all the you know. Yeah. I like bass and I, drums are the things that holds over. everything together. Yeah, you feel like if you just said it, the Lily, you know, Gruber Quartet, and then like everything Sanchez, not even just in regards to the Terrence Hobbs quintet. It's like Diego and the Discorges. What if literally? What if we just figured out, or not figured out, but there's an alternate dimension where all these bands aren't called what they are. It's just literally the main songwriter. Plus quartet. Plus quartet. Trio, of quartet right, right, right. It's all well, initials. It's all like. Okay. The Casey Howard quartet. You know what I mean? Like, that's, 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 that's a that's, ring to it. It's got a nice ring to it. Dude. Uh, yeah, yeah, it actually does, dude. I know. Get swinging. <laughs> but, yeah, um, we're there. Uh, it's yeah. like we're the Joel Hole. Let's do it. We got bass, drums, guitar, whatever KT wants to do, and actually, whatever Joseph wants to do too. Those two guys can play whatever instrument. Man, whatever. I really yeah. want to see Vaughn and KC jam now. That that's I would love. Uh, I would wow. love it, uh, dude, I'll tell you what, man. And that's something. One thing that was coming from. But here's the thing. It's not even yo. It's not even jazz, metal, rock, whatever. It's just connection yeah. to your ear and the instrument, right? Right. But like, dude, like. I mean, John and I do this. I mean, I'm going to go do this with John tomorrow night, man. Like, if you get with musicians who are on a certain wavelength and ability and you free death metal with them, that mm -hmm. shit can get out of control, bro. Totally out of control, control, just guitar and drums because there's no inhibition. Like, you play with a good drummer, man. It's like a blanket you can just put over yourself. And the, the, any idea... As yeah. long as you're listening, man, you could just. You know, that's why Casey. That's why Casey's fucked up because Casey can shred on guitar, so he understands the, what you're doing. Yeah, he's yeah. looking at your that's fretboard, he just leaves. <laughs> he leaves again. <laughs> I was say, as, a, as a fly on the wall, as a fly on the wall he, of Casey Howard <laughs> with whoever, or Troy Fullerton no. with yeah. whoever. Yeah, but Fullerton Casey's looking at your hand. Him. Casey's looks at, looking at your hand while you're playing, so he's like. I know you. There oh, is sorry, element, I, I noticed you jamming. That's what you do. That's how you do it. Adaptation that Casey Howard has. Yeah. That, that Troy Fullerton has. That Casey they hates compliments. Like, catch. I know, but just <laughs> love it, dude. Just, just, just. All right, not love it, but just. All right, let's dude, accept dude, it. Let's dude, do the first so step of things. Sure. Let's Casey accept Howard's it. Got killed, oh, bro. Good. No. And then, <laughs> dude, then we'll, we'll feel it. And then, but yeah, so Casey and Troy, uh, basically, Casey Howard, a handful of awesome. <laughs> you can make He's Madonna like, sound like the Griffin Bird. Oh, shit. He's like Jack Nance floating <laughs> through the air and eraser head. Just... He can pull off the uh, Hawaiian shirt over the death metal thing. That's so yeah, hard who the I can't pull fucking that look to pull off. One dude, day, well, one day we'll have dude, a Hawaiian death shirt. Yo, the oh, only, yeah. the only like <laughs> shit that I pulled on the road with anybody in any band, and it was all love and all jokes. But there was one person I was like, kind of like grinding a little bit, and it was we were touring with we the last tour we did right the the last U.S. tour it defeated it was defeated sanity malignancy prophecy from Texas. And Stranglewire from Ireland, right? And the kid that does vocals for Prophecy, Drew, every mm. fucking night was coming out in like the cheesiest. Oh yeah, Hawaiian. And I and and I would always be like, bro. 
and I'm not, and I would, I would literally say the same thing to him. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, dude, I'm not even saying this because I'm in this band. Like, I just want to make something like, let me throw this out there, bro. Like, you're on tour with Defeated Sanity and Malignancy. Put yeah. on a fucking death metal show. <laughs> one night. Nah, dude. Oh, I said, one of these nights, dude, I'm going to come up there and I'm just going to rip that shirt. Like, on an off night, if it's a little slow, I'm coming up there and ripping that Hawaiian right off, dog. And then, like, and oh, then no, I would, I would no hope that when you rip right. that off, then he would. Sh- point you down and then you look and he's wearing a pair of sandals dude and he's like dude, you can't get this every night and he killed it he crushed it there you so go every, yeah. Yeah. but every night i'm looking over there i'm like something's not quite right that's your porno grinder gore grinder or something i mean yeah dude it was like, <laughs> like dude, if you're I'm... doing death metal you should wear black and just fucking darken up the atmosphere i've literally had to follow it's... a band that was putting pig entrails all over the stage one night and I would rather you attack those guys than the Hawaiian shirt guy. I'm just going <laughs> yeah. that right now. Well, you know what, Anthony? I'm going to go with the pig entrails, bro. Or like the Lord Worm. Remember those videos of Lord Worm feeding worms to like kids? Oh, I, could bought be those sho- I bought those sandals. I'm kind of with that, man. That's wild, dude. I I'm like not wearing this shit on stage. I'm just like in my room right now. Because some people <laughs> put between their toes. Put, put on one video of me on Casey, the Casey's like, dude. Uh, Casey's like, he's okay, gonna go I'm, dead I'm his shirt. Door, like, fuck off. Casey, it's different because you're still wearing a t-shirt underneath. Like, it's nice. different. Yeah, it's keep different. it real. Shout out Icelandic death metal, bro. Yeah, dude, yeah. It's, it's not hey, like that, you know. You're, you're chilling, dude. You're totally it's out of context, but please, if you're yeah. still listening right now, pause this. And then go watch, uh, go watch or listen to Ophidy and I. Go yes. take it yes. in if you have not heard that please band do. yet. Please, yeah. they're pretty sick. I'm, I guarantee you will have a great time. From Iceland, California. Okay, I've got I've got one one big question sure. left. Iceland, uh, Iceland. For for our guest, so you've you've assimilated into defeated sanity. You found your place in a collective, but is there goals that Vaughn has beyond defeated sanity or are the goals Vaughn has to make their voice heard within defeated sanity uh. or is it a combination of both what are your ultimate because you say Lily is a guy with vision I know you're a guy with vision I just can tell mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I wonder what your vision is and and what you because and and don't be humble here because I like it when I hear the big you know big you know cheesing dude let's let's hear it yeah well, you know i mean it's like and this is something that dave liebman told me mm-hmm. the, the the saxophone player and and he said because he's very black and white miles king got it from miles davis very like you know it either is or it isn't you know whatever which is there's some truth to that mm-hmm. with life too but um i think that in a in a it's like you have short-term, mid-term, and long-term goals, and you should always try to consider those things, right? Mm-hmm. In a short-term sense, my focus is basically more or less entirely on nailing the new Defeated Sanity album. For sure. Because that's a monumental task in of itself. Now, luckily, I have Colin Marston. Another shout-out to Colin. Crucial homie. Him and I are demoing the entire album over the next year. Hell yeah. So double shout out. I'd love him to come on the show. Yeah. Colin, I'll tell you what, I'll hit him up when I get after this and tell him he should get his ass out here. I love all of his work, dude. Dude, that dude is hilarious. He's he's a his IQ must be through the roof. 
I mean, I'm, I'm love the guy, Colin. We have him. a we have an email I have yet to reply to, Colin. I will be replying to it because it. it oh, you never replied to that. I did not, and I'm sorry, but no, it's not because I didn't want to. It is because there was so much in that email that I want him to know that I read it and responded to everything. Okay. Then okay. I just haven't had time to do that. And I, I'm not saying that I don't want to. I'm just saying there's a I, Colin. I, I love you. I love all your work. And there, I, if you feel like I haven't gotten back to you in time, it's not because I don't want to. It's because I love you. Just <laughs> <laughs> everybody, dude. Okay, so short-term goal defeated sanity record. Yeah, definitely. the album, and then obviously, you know, subsequently, <laughs> like, you know, being being in fighting shape for the next tour cycles. You know, we got a we got a yes, couple. Sir. I mean, Milwaukee Metal Fest alone is going to be, you know, big. That's going to be a big one, but. We got we got some pretty serious touring coming up, interspersed amidst getting this album together. So I'd say, in a short term sense, that is the priority, you know. Mm-hmm. In a midterm sense, I want to become the thing that I have admired for so long through the lens of defeated sanity. A because I think just given Lily's background, given Wolfgang, given my background, as we've talked about today. And even in my dynamics with Lily and writing and, and, and what's starting to kind of come together with the playing slowly but surely, um, yeah, it would be to try to realize how to be the best version of myself for Defeated Sanity. Mm. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm never going to be Christian. If I if I can even come close to like... Are you going to be satanic, though? Am I going to be satanic? <laughs> no. Yeah. Satan's cross upon the wall. Don't become yeah. a Methodist. Yeah, dude. <laughs> In, but uh like dude, I don't think I'll if I can if I could like even touch like a percentage of what Christian brought to that band when I'm all when it's all said and done and I'm on a deathbed, man, I'll be that'll be a major accomplishment. So that's probably in a midterm sense. In a long-term sense. You know, I really would like, and I think this is pretty common, and this is something I definitely see with older metal, you know, uh, heads and stuff. And obviously being around a Colin, being around Jake and Josh, who are superb audiologists. Mm-hmm. Superb. Mm-hmm. Great word. I want to start using that, audiologist. Yeah, audiologists. Yeah, the, they're, they're science, scientists of sound. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. sound checking with Jake and Josh is like, you have two superior ears, sets of ears, right? And and again, it's the kind of thing like every night, full disclosure. And I'm sure there are people in the chats or people that are going to see this and be like, what do you mean you don't dial in your own tone or this and that, bitch? You know, whatever. But like, <laughs> I'm here to learn. Those guys are part of this band. I'm trying to be a part of this band. We're all on the same team. We're trying to accomplish the same thing. So especially right. the first couple shows in Europe, like I would let those guys um, really – especially Josh, because he's not sound checking, you know, he's like just feeling out the room. Help me dial in exactly, you know, where do we think the mid should be tonight or not be tonight rather with defeated, you know, <laughs> and uh, Josh has the ear for it, by the way, oh, we haven't dude, talked about no, Josh being a studio engineer. Dude, I mean, oh, wow. he's, he's right. me too. We're, we're on the road one night, you know, after a show going to whatever city and he's like, yeah, we're talking about David Crosby passing. 
And he was like, yeah, I worked on the last David Cosby record. I'm like, you motherfucker. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. you know, I, I remember seeing the yeah. pictures of that. Like, what the Dude, fuck? Yeah, Josh, Josh was just on our show, and now he's working I'm on telling you, Josh, is like, you know? Dude, he's got some shit, man. He's on his own. That's what I'm saying. Is he doing seances before the defeated show? Because I'll tell you, <laughs> once the Discord comes on, the light leaves his eyes, and the dude is a fucking savage. You know what I mean? But anyways, besides the point, I think – in a long-term sense, I want to acquire enough skill sets to have an understanding of all the elements that go into making this kind of music, mm. you know, so that maybe one day I could, you know, run a board myself, help yeah, record man. my friends, help make, you know, if I had the resources, get a studio space and just record my friends, help oh, people yeah. make the music they want to make like people have helped me. Shout out to Tony Tipton, Regurgitation, by the way. Did a lot of recording. We did the the reviled album with him. I did my guitar tracks for the shit that I did with John with him out in uh, in Ohio. Tony Tipton, regurgitation. Some of the yeah. I mean, dude, tales of Necromancy changed my life, dude. Those yeah, yeah. So just quick shout out to Tony for being a supreme shred god, but also an incredible engineer. You know, that's yeah. This shit sounds good. Yeah, and this is long scope, dude. This is long scope. Oh, yeah, for sure. Honestly, right now I'm just trying to be the best guitar player I can be for Lil AJ, Josh, and Defeated Sanity. You know, I'm yeah. very much like, let me just get through the damn day kind of vibe. But yeah. right. if I was really reaching, like in my heart, I'd love to learn how to run a board like Tony or like Colin or like Rattan or, and just have a full or Ed, Florida. Or Ed or Ed, you know. Yeah. Hey, oh you know what? God. If you ever have the opportunity to have him mix for you, yeah. Okay, remember, remember Brick by Brick, dude? Yeah. yeah. Well, that was when, oh, shit, dude, that guy. He should have had him mix in uh, Anaheim, Joseph. If we were yeah. if he was coming out, we should have had him mix at a chain reactor. It's true. Dude. The guitar was a little quiet that night. I was, dude, dude. Yeah. And, and you know what? I mean, I know this is no, I'm the new kid. So, like, this is news to me, not news to any of you cats. Like, yeah. Sometimes you go to a venue and the sound guy is just like, oh man, bozo, dude. Yeah. Hearing your band as opposed to how it should be. They're also pissed off, you know, though. They're also kind of like angry and like, oh, what? Oh, you yeah. don't do this? What's going on? Like, well, they're all they have a bad attitude to start off. So. They have like, the start so, off is bad attitude. Brutal death metal is such an idiosyncratic sound. Like right. there are so yeah. many things that define it's niche, it. Like style. It's so niche. Everything yeah. from the density on the from the sonic density, yeah, complexity of the metrics, the need for clarity when you have all factors going against you, right. be it the tuning, the the the, the compression and excessive overdrive, mm -hmm. triggers, all these elements, right? All of it. Fighting against you on and in front of the stage. Yeah. So you at the very least. You need someone running sound who knows the music. Yeah, yeah. Like it could be eight. He could be eighteen fucking years old and have never yeah. run a board, but if he knows what it's supposed to sound like, he'll figure yeah. it out. Oh, yeah. I've never ran a board. I could definitely, I definitely could figure. I, I literally like, am going up the sound guy a lot of times. Like, yeah. dude, pump that shit up more. Like, go more mids on that fucking guitar. What's going on? Yeah. I can't hear you. I do not hear. The senses of your ear. That's like what trips me out is that like. What else we go off of physical touch, optical vision, and fucking sound, but sound can also be like feel too. Like, 
how, how does that translate? Why does it get blurred in sound and feeling for me personally? Sound guys have no soul. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying to be a good sound guy, you have to be able to tap into what I'm I just brought to the you table. Know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, plus, you know what? Most sound guys do not have okay. a soul. But the big part of it is in the room, too. Okay. You know I mean, Some when you get you. that guy that knows how to read the room, like Ed would go in there and he'd be all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the microphone, I right? like the stage, though. You know? Yeah. And then as he fucking but, but, all around, and all of a sudden, there was no feedback anywhere in the monitors he wave it like he was kevin hart's fucking comedy skit you know you know fucking, yeah, yeah. all right all right all right you know all right, all right. <laughs> i mean the, the, the best sound guys i've known i mean they've been i mean like uh uh woody from uh black dahlia he's done like he's doing like arch enemy and like huge bands yeah. now fucking johnny knobs from fucking cannibal corpse is a tm and does the sound for Campbell Corpse? Like he is like, he's yeah. like the wow. like the legendary status for the like, people who don't know what's a TM. Uh, a tour manager. manager. Okay, there you go. Yeah. But like, uh, he basically does the maybe manager. those people were me. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. If it wasn't he does all the wire. I don't know if the, I would have made it home, dude. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's <laughs> like the ultimate. It's well, he but has this like mode. He has a mode in him. I, I mean, me and Anthony went and saw him at uh in Berkeley. Um, I just party with him in fucking Vegas, like crazy yeah. party times, woo, party, party. And like, I get to like, I was like, I'm going to go show my face. To, he's going to be all stoked. I'm here. He was in Cannibal Corpse sound mode doing the sound <laughs> yeah. right before Cannibal Corpse. And he was like, yeah, dude, cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. he was like, yeah. he was completely just like locked in. Like, he was in, like, this dude. is my job. I'm doing this first. Peripheral and, then later, vision. and then he came up later. He's like, sorry, dude, I get in this mode and you can't fuck with me. Like, I was you like, can't the talk dude to me. You can't fuck with me. Yeah. Sound for yeah. Suffo. Like when I went what to the show this, this last Saturday, oh, this I last one. Okay. Riley knew him, but we were back behind the sound when we watched su Suffocation from like behind the soundboard. I forgot yeah. his name, but uh, yeah, he was like dealing with all kinds of shit going on. And like uh, Dave Lozano was running up and, you know, like there's all kinds of shit and signals from the stage. It was, it was chaotic. Dude. It was crazy. Yeah. 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 Dave's like, dude, the like, symbols got a weird angle, dude. He's like, dude, the fucking 400k frequency is like all fucked up. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, dude, fire it up two times and try again. <laughs> fire it up. We're talking about Anthony. I don't know what he's talking about at all. Hey, I, I got to, I just want to shout out getting to fucking roll to uh observatory with some homies and see suffocation yeah. and then have Diego come surprise me and yeah. then right in time for. Jun, 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 oh, and we fucking, oh, yeah. him and me, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Right there. yeah, dude, we were chunking it up, man. <laughs> if you're in a room out, with somebody dude. and that's going out. down and they're not moving, you fucking get, oh, what, what, why oh, dude, yeah, If someone's like, your friend yeah. and they're not bobbing their head to that part, you're like, well, we're not friends anymore. I don't know. I'm with that, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Mike Smith bringing the grim reality. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, right, yeah. And, and this is a good time to tell this story. So right at the very end of Sefo's set, you know, with Ricky singing, Diego runs into the barrier uh, blockade middle between the stage and that, like up towards Ricky and, and Ricky's like finishing the set. He's like, we're a bit suffocation. Oh, fucking Diego. Yeah. All right, good night. Yeah. I ran out. I fucking told Joseph, hold my beer. He's all wet. Well, hold my beer. What do you mean, why? Hold my fucking beer. I'm going to run up and fucking in front of Ricky, you know? So all of a sudden, I'm timing it, you know? 
And then I run up there. And, and yeah, I look at Ricky and I'm all, I throw my horns up. And Derek didn't see me, unfortunately, because it was during his bass break, you know. And I'm fucking parents saw me and then Ricky and I'm all, Ricky. And then that's the <laughs> It was like fucking uh, like La Bamba, dude. I'm on Ricky, you know. <laughs> My jumpers on stage with these guys. Oh, yeah, yeah oh, dude. God. That's amazing. That's was, a great moment. Dude, dude. That's, that's not my character or my person, or you know, I'm like right, right. Rose, I, I love it, and talk shit so like that, good. like beyond no tomorrow. But in regards to security and losing my privileges to travel the world, I don't fucking. You know, I don't do anything. I don't give dogs peanut butter or anything, you know? <laughs> Dude, I remember speaking of oh, so I, I, I forgot how long it's been since the Wizards been on the show. Dude, Diego. Dude, the best, Diego. Dude, the best. Oh, thank you, Joseph. That was, that was such a great moment, man. And you know, that, was a killer, that was a killer bonding moment. You know what I mean? Like, like Ricky basically started playing drums. And the only beat he did was the Cepho blast. Yeah. You know, now here he is, the vocalist of suffocation. And, and that's you know, Gary, Gary's more is like a pyrexia feel, like he's more groovy and slowy, sludgy stuff. You know, when Terry yeah. starts shredding fast shit, Derek's like, ah, fuck, here we go. Okay, get off for this ride. But he loves groove more than anything, you know? Yep. So now him, like two, you know, Ricky's San Diego boy, you know, but he's from the desert initially. And, you know, fucking Derek and I, we've, known each other since we were like 15 you know years old going to buy you know records and shirts and stuff and oh, death metal. oh i'm a death metal Ooh, you know mm, and totally. it's, like, it's it's gnarly dude if you continue to so do funny. what you do and you feel it and you take care of yourself and you're professional about yourself and you yeah. take care of others like Good things will come, man. It's super weird. It's like cool shit happens, dude, to where you're all of a sudden front row looking at your drummer singing for Discord. I mean, singing for suffocation. You're like, wait, yeah. what the fuck, dude? Like, yeah. we've been doing this for this many decades, and this yeah. is the moment. This is, that yeah, this this is where, it's, where it's gone. Is, in, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many shows Discord opened up for Suffo, you know, for almost all the albums back in the day you know yeah it was the first one yeah uh, uh probably was... pierce like the pierce era i don't know him. i don't think we played on uh, the breeding era would that be pierce era suffo with yeah like young and and full of cum disgorge you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes specifically that kind of discord. yeah yeah mainly full of cum part specifically but... yeah that <laughs> yeah that's been barnes bro getting rid of it okay <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're after these lights right now. Getting get like I've been able to. Yeah, dude, my light sucks, dude. I I look pale, but I'm 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 not, dude. I I actually got a kind of a tan. The sun yeah. came hey, out. You know like, what? Last few days. Oh, if, super hey, bro. Sad, if strippers can put their buttholes in the sun for 10 to 15 minutes and turn their their sphincter different colors, I think if you got in the sun for 10, 10 15 minutes, Anthony, you could get. Dude, I'm wins. Hey, I have so many technical things that are going on right now. Anybody who watched the last episode, I broke these headphones and I'm still wearing them. You got your McDonald's headphones, dude. We're way past that. For the listeners who are just popping in now, the lights in this place have been going on and off this whole time. If you haven't been watching this, I have mechanics lights set up behind the camera, the computer right now. To try and like 
offset Maybe new bulbs. It, but it's still, I yeah. I thought you were taking pictures of your toes, man. It's not. It's not the bulbs. I actually, <laughs> Joel, I've literally changed the bulbs in here. It's the fucking whole setup. Here. It's the wiring. Cool. Oh, you're not an electrician, are you? And I don't own this fucking place. My fucking dad does. So fuck <laughs> it, dude. Yeah, if just, it burns down, fuck it, dude. The bad wiring. Uh, the internet works, <laughs> right? I can still talk to you guys, right? All right, Joseph, let Joseph bring us back on track. We are, we, we've <laughs> crossed, yeah, we've crossed the three hour. It's not stopped us oh, yeah, every time, but we have just crossed the three hour marker. And I know it is three hours later for Vaughn. It's past one. Oh, yeah. How are you feeling, Vaughn? One twenty-four a.m. Wait, man, I don't, you, yeah. we, can, we can chill as long as you can. Right, man, yeah, I got yeah, you, don't have to, okay. you don't have to wake up at 5.30 and swing the hammer tomorrow, do you? <laughs> this beer still can yeah, be. Yo, this, respect should... Diego, man. I remember. I remember thinking because you hung on the the RV. We were hanging with us on the defeated RV until like five thirty in the morning or something. Dude, you had to go in at five thirty. I think you bounced at like three thirty, dude. <laughs> yeah, hanging stupid hard, man. Sandy. Oh yeah, stupid. Dude. Dude, there's nothing like that the stupid hang, dude. Yes, yeah. stupid hard, yeah. dude. It's like the the adrenaline you get when you're leaving work. You know, you get all pumped and whatever, and then like it's like yeah. the same thing for going to a metal show. You get to be surrounded by your bros and just this amazing energy. And hey, I'm like, dude, I've been dying for this for years to be back in the energy and to do it. And honestly, you know, Discord's never had the opportunity to fucking really do what we could have done mm -hmm. if we would have just taken care of our shit earlier. You know what I mean? So right. now we have it at our fucking fingertips, and I see everybody doing their shit. You know. And as humble of a fucking person and as educated, and I've talked to you on many levels of heart and dedication and perspective, Yvonne, you know? And just like Joseph was saying, like, you've got a great road ahead of you, man, so surround yourself in the in the right yeah, shit. Yeah, okay. yeah I can already tell, like, yeah. I've already gotten, like, all the comments on the side, and, and I've picked up on it myself, like, the way you even talk about things, like, the way you even Aww. portray or talk, like, you're, like... You're just meant for. I can tell that you're meant for big things, dude. And, I was, you know, I mean, look at you, fucking Ben Modder, like all these fucking. Oh yeah, Ben's the man. You, Shout well, out people to you play, but then all the other legends and jazz you played with as a young person. I was like, just that's man, right place, right time, right energy. Eh, right energy, I think. Having energy. You know, that's the main dude, thing. I you tell put... all my students, man, like they're like, well, how do you do this? Why X, Y, and Z? You know, dude. I just, just, I mean, take care of your shit. Yeah, you know, yeah. Handle your yeah. fucking shit. But yeah. uh I'm like I just I'm a yes person, man. I just yeah. because because yeah. I trust myself enough to know that like if, if shit really hits the fan, I'll be able to get myself out of it. I'll be able to take yeah. it. Right. You know, You've been yeah, in, yeah. in enough newer so, situations yeah, to where life, it's like you know, life stuff. I'll either adapt or move. Yeah, yeah. yeah. jazz to defeated yeah. sanity. Jesus yeah. Christ. That's I mean, I'll tell you what though. I'll tell you what though. I just I I just I have to I want to say it publicly how much I appreciate first and foremost, Lille, Josh, Jake taking a chance on me, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They did not have to do that. A and B mm -hmm. uh, for having my back and even supporting me doing this. And, you know, I, I kind of felt pretty crazy coming in here stag, you know what I mean? I was like, dude, I don't, it's one thing when you're doing that kind of stuff, like interviews or talking about this kind of stuff and you got the boys yeah. around, and, you know, right. you kinda let them steer the ship. But uh, I mean, yeah, dude, it's, been amazing with those guys my favorite band in the world a dream come true you know there's i can't say anything more than that and that's what drives me to want to just that's why i do sweat the little things sometimes like oh the squeal or the rip wasn't right or oh i gotta get the palm meat better because your standard like, is so it's high love. Yeah, yeah love, dude i want it to be perfect because it's perfect yeah. to me it was perfect to me and now it's my responsibility to try to make it as perfect to keep it going hold the torch yeah exactly hold the torch. 
you know, yeah, A, your shit. dude, B, I just want to say it again. Um, the fact that I know this has just become a Diego love session as it should have always been, honestly. Scott <laughs> Diego is the guest again. <laughs> I don't got shit to say next to that. Hey, guy. I think you I, still have the first two hours. Dude, Come on now. Music, <laughs> dude, Diego, your music changed my life. You've been nothing but a mentor and friend and brother and elder progenitor, as we were saying. In all, yeah. I just want to let <laughs> say this in front of all the Cali Death Podcast people that your support, love, and uh, mentorship is invaluable to me. Invaluable yeah. to me. I love you, man. Oh, yeah, I love dude. you. I love oh, you. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. so much you just to know you. Just I mean, because again, this is new for me. I mean, I I didn't. Yeah. I only started really riffing, like playing down pick on. Uh, fucking Jackson with Overdrive three years ago. Yeah. You know, so it's all new. Did I? I, mean, I never thought like, that the day would come where I would even get to know people like Diego or guys like you, Anthony, Joel, Casey, Joseph. Oh yeah, I was cutting grass listening to that shit, just dreaming of getting to play any death metal. You know right. what I mean? Let alone play in Defeated Sanity, let alone be featured on the elite, huh? But see, you know, Diego, like, I'm just trying to, I'm just happy to be on the side. Yeah, exactly. I'm you just got a sensitive soul. And you got a, yeah, dude. yeah, you got a sensitive soul and you got a beautiful soul and you got a loving soul. And that's, totally. like, you don't deserve to get it, like, not that you're, like, you're you're crazy smart and intuitive, but you've only been a part of the scene for so long. And you truly, you've only been playing live, like, festivals and mini tours or whatever for so long and in reality bro you haven't even fully blossomed yeah. yet dude no, now now playing in a different country in a different culture and fucking yeah. everything that are shredders and you're, you're like you're in it dude like you're writing the new album with them it was like yeah. this is what happened bro like life was happening and everything was cool and i was i got to play with reviled and that was great you know and we were we were cooking up all kinds of stuff and hey skylar brennan austin love you guys love you to death wouldn't be sitting here without those dudes either. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Everybody along the way. But it's like, it was like, I did a really short period of time helping Chris Basile out in Pyrexia. Played MDF and a couple of weekend runs with those guys. It just, for what he was looking for in a full-time commitment, it just, that music, as great as it is, was not really what I was looking to be fully invested in, you know? It just, I just, I'm into crazy, you know, that shit, you know? But it was like that was that was in like March or May, right? So that's May, CDF, July, and then or end of July, and then by early August I'm talking to Lille, and then three months later I'm in Berlin playing with Lille, and then another month later I'm in Berlin, London, Reykjavik, three nights in a row playing with Defeated Sanity for the first time. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it just all kind of happened so fast, and now that i actually have some time to kind of sit in it i i'm just super thankful to everybody that has helped me get here and i just want to be the best version of myself i can be Fuck yeah. Yeah. I like today hasn't been like super brutal and, you know no kind no, dude. Metal, but dude i'm i mean i like i like all the sickest shit dude but like that's what you realize dude like i mean look at hobbs dude like arguably like you want to talk about the progenitor like that's the yeah. that's Oh, yeah. sure. He's a professional janitor. 
He's always down. He's always down, you know. Everybody else is sweeping all their shit. Why did you say that earlier, dude? I mean, that was perfect, actually. Um, I know. Sorry, Vaughn. Vaughn, listen to me, dude. Sorry, sorry. I uh, won. We digress. I I really enjoy you. I enjoyed meeting you tonight. I want to stay in touch with you, but like you make me excited about young the younger generation coming up i mean you're not that much younger than me but you're you're the way that you you are just i feel a younger spirit coming through full force right now like i just feel like death metal what what joel was saying like i am fully um comfortable with leaving the keys to the death metal vault to your to you you know if i if i had him i'd just be like here dude vaughn you got it dude i'm gonna go die now i'm gonna go you know what you know what? crawl into my grave they're in a good place why do i even have the keys right now in this conversation you're at a dealership or an auto shop let me, let me throw yeah. this out there though too man you like, on people and got some made i don't even know what that was such a pretentious move to yeah. be like i have the keys to death metal right now dude hey man <laughs> you made your mark too it's been a while but you but you had your shit you just took care of it when you were doing it too you know <laughs> no, I got a key but, uh, that's what i'm saying unlock. it's like if somebody was like i'm gonna pass the torch to uh vaughn on technical death metal i'd be like here dude I, yeah you got my vote oh, yeah. dude Boom. Yeah. Do you want do you want to know what I'm gonna say something that, that um, there's a connection directly what I'm I'm predicting what's gonna happen. Okay. This is my my Jolstradamus of what's oh, gonna happen. Do we have a new segment on the show? We have <laughs> live we have live well, already, and Joel Stradamus. Hopefully it's out, dude. I think it's so there's great. already been I, I predicted there was a band that I was like, you're gonna get signed to Metal Blade. They got signed to Metal Blade a couple months ago. Okay. I'm just saying. So you're I'm, sure I'm, you had a full so on. No, I'm saying I just that. predicted. I predicted. You didn't predict yeah, it. Yeah. You made it happen with yourself. I mean, you know, I got like nice tips and stuff. <laughs> you can't yeah, predict uh, something uh, and then make it happen and then be like, I predicted. I didn't that. make it happen. That kind of helped a little bit. Uh, you were the middleman. All right, let's move on. Okay, no, the main thing I'm saying. I mean, you, okay, so, so I love the, you guys. The connection, the connection I'm making is Alex Bent oh and Vaughn. How Alex Wait. Bent? So Alex Bent went from like playing like oh for fun blah blah. blah. He's very profe- professional, very easy to get along with. <laughs> I, I was gonna do a Joseph voice, but um, I uh, I think of Vaughn. Vaughn's gonna be all of a sudden this guy in this like fucking like selling out arenas band and be like, hey Vaughn, remember that time I did the podcast? Gonna get <laughs> remember me? I, I mean, wow. I mean, that, I mean that's how. So Alex that's- Bent went from playing like death metal like in small bands, but he was very professional, jazz oriented, fucking gospel chops, everything, and then yeah. he went archaic the band we like promoted earlier yeah. and then he Ooh. went and he's in trivium alex bent remember alex oh, okay. bent yeah, yeah yeah and now yeah. he's in trivium and now he's like in a, a fruitful yeah. he's happy everyone's happy and like he's making dude, a bunch rules. and he's like he's showing his death metal chops in that band and the band loves it and they're like yeah mm-hmm. do more of that and he's like bringing his style and change that band around and like i feel vaughn's gonna be the next one of those well, oh, if yeah. the only way it's going to happen is if defeat is in the arena, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's gangster as fuck, I, dude. I know the bet I made, I made sure, for myself. Cool. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I that's the thing, dude. I, I obviously 
Lila is the boss, but he's already shown himself to be very open to collaboration. And him and I have, this is maybe I'm, I mean, you know, Lila is very much driven by his heart too. And him and I, it's like this kindred thing. Even today, we just got done writing, working on this thing. And it's like, there's just like Diego saying the flow. It's good, man. No egos, just about sure. the music. Let's, let's, yeah. what it's, it's not about whose idea is better. It's just yeah. what is the best idea to serve the music, man. Yeah. Hey you man, know? you know what? I'm going to give a shout out to Lily right now, too, because I've known like a lot of you guys since you guys were fucking kids coming up, you know? Oh, yeah. And like Lily is a mastermind, you know, Master. like, playing mastermind, bro. whatever instruments he plays, you know, all of them and his totally trust and everything he's a part of. Yep. Yeah, for real. And the but the vibe like he's always I'm not like a rooter of the underdog, but he understands like he's so deep that he can understand that shit. And, you know, as concerned I was with you, Vaughn, you know, like giving you like inside politics of. Yeah, like, no, we, we had, Diego, you had my back, you know, and, you know, to love somebody is one thing. To love them enough to be honest with them. Yo, yeah, man. love, right? Yeah, it's, it's, love. Real, it's real talk, you know? Yeah, yeah real, real talk, man. I ain't no kid. Sure. You've all, like all of us here have been around long enough and it's nothing but love with all of our bros. Hell yeah, so, dude. So egos, like yeah. as much as. Yes, sir. Egotism that we talked about earlier, none of us have it that are and here. Close no, on no. Lille, and oh, we're yeah. going to close tonight, but we're going to close on Lille yeah. too. Yeah, Who but hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, but Lille, yeah. okay, and I've seen that guy humble himself or become humble to whatever, whatever, whether it's age or life or wisdom, you know? Fucking love you, Lille, man, and I'm glad that I get to see this fucking mastermind humble himself naturally you know and the the openness that you have to like you're just trying to give fucking death metal back the essence of what death metal has like you know you always change the sound of albums you don't fag out i'm sorry sorry 1976 you don't you know you don't you change all your albums but it always has a defeated sound it always has a great sound and anybody nobody's judged anything that you've ever done and to see you humble yourself now, now you're just having fun and you found yourself and you're not like critiquing anything, you know? And you got some young oh, blood here that's just fucking, his vibrance is just nothing but a new light, you know? Dude, and the so, thing is like, I mean, we're, we're, it, we're, we're in it, you know? And <laughs> I mean, I'm, him and I are just even the two of us, Jake and Josh too, everyone, just let, let the people know that the next Defeated Sanity album, uh, all I'm gonna say is it's uh, a return to maximum brutality, kids. Oh, dude! Yeah, it's, hell yeah. The, uh, I mean, Sanguinary is a masterpiece in its own way. But I'll tell you what: you want to talk about psalms? You want to talk about passages? You want to talk about yeah? Talk, it's a demo day. S I K baby six six six. So be that's my plug for the album. You know, the obligatory plug for the album. I know we got to wrap up, Anthony. I just want. Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, I mean, we're at this point, and. And I love all of this. I, I, I just wanted to say my whole thing with Lele is, hey, get ready for that ingurgitating oblivion because that's fucking right around the corner. I'm I'm smelling it coming. And Lele is a part of it, which is going to be such a weird and cool, awesome, bizarre totally. collaboration because yeah. that band I've known about for several years and to now know that that mind is going to be was involved in that it's going to be crazy dude. And dude like that lily has such a like in death metal it's harder to do i think than any other kind of music because of how dense everything is like i mean you, 
Casey, you know more about, I'm not a drummer. You know what I mean? But I played with a lot of good drummers. And, yes. you know, the thing about Lilla is like that dude has such an in, dis, I mean, or uh, sorry, what's the word I'm looking for? He's got such a idiosyncratic sound. Is that mm-hmm. the word for it? Yeah. So, so clearly him. Like you hear him like on a progenic uh, penis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you don't even, and it's not technique. Yeah. It's not, he's always like talking about his kicks. I'm like, Lilla, shut the fuck well, up. Like, yeah. Technique. I don't care about your BPM. I don't care about. I don't care about if every squeal is perfect. I mean, maybe I know Lille does, and that's that's my thought. <laughs> there, but, like, it's about it's about creativity, man. And like, yeah. I every night I would catch myself one moment at least, if not more, playing the music, and I would turn around because he would play something that was so out of this world in real time behind me. That yeah. is that feeling yeah. is the greatest feeling. In the entire world, better than sex, better than drugs, better so, than everything, man. Getting a turnaround and look at Lily fucking Goober playing drums behind you, woo! Or Josh <laughs> or Jay. I mean, dude, I'm so fucking. It's all love, dude. I got. I wish I could sit here and be like all like, oh, I'm you know sick always in this step. It's all love, bro. I'm, I'm on the DA. Yeah, yeah, Lily, dude, we all like, love you, bro. Yeah, 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 that, yeah, that yeah. mantra yeah. is really my everyday mantra, which is it's all love, dude. And <laughs> all you love, just said man. it, dude. And that you just bro. solidified our connection, dude. We're gonna be keeping in touch after this for sure, dude. Okay, yeah, fuck Vaughn, yeah, man. Well, definitely, right, you can come back tomorrow, dude. We'll, we'll come back and uh, <laughs> yeah, we're good, we're good tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, tomorrow, hey, hey, hey! I knew you guys would fucking hit it off on the podcast. Vaughn's lifetime homie status. Pontificate about my bullshit, guys. Oh uh, no! We love to hear you. Your the progenerated pontification. Like okay, real quick though, I have to do New York. Because, you know, with these podcasts, yeah, yeah you just kind of like, well, before we wrap it up, I want to give just a couple last quick shout outs. Is that Go okay? for it. Go man. for it, dude. I'm here. Please, please. Man. Um, one thing that, going back to the ego thing, stay humble, one of the most amazing things has been as great as it is being around my heroes, meeting people my age who are scaring the shit out of me. You know what I mean? It's one thing like to that. see someone who's older than you because you're like, well, maybe I could be there one day. Yeah. But when you're meeting motherfuckers who are like, I'm, I'm going to be 30 in April, right? So, you know, I'm, I'm not like a kid anymore. I'm like trying to be an adult most days, you know? Mm-hmm. But like, dude, I mean, Joseph, you're in this category, but I mean, I just got a very important shout out. Mad Dog Matt Kilner. Hell yeah. It is that dude. Yeah. Uh, that he is one of my favorite people in the whole world. I love you, Matt. Uh, every yeah. time I see that dude, I'm terrified. And yeah. I found out that motherfucker is my age, and that's the most inspiring shit in the world. Mm. And his partner in crime, Nico, iniquitous deeds. Nico, you're my fucking boy. Oh, yeah. Nico, dude, dude I love you too, dude. Nico, you're lethal as fuck. Where's that new iniquitous deeds? No, I know. Dude, he, long time we've been talking about getting on, getting him on the show, dude. He really Nico, does deserve to get an episode here, in. And Nico, yeah. I'm gonna be talking to you soon, dude. He's too busy peeling skin off of people and stuff, man. <laughs> dude, his, his <laughs> art is actually Campbell. sick. Yeah. I've I've shouted it out on the show yeah. before. Scheduling on this thing has actually gotten kind of crazy, dude. So Nico has no disrespect, but you should definitely be on this show. Your art is amazing. Your your music is awesome. Yep. Nico's the shit. I've met him in person. He is all 
100% should be on the show, dude. dude and him and, and I, yeah. I met him. It was like it was like looking in a mirror. We're same age, same vibe. I like yeah. shooting guns too. I know Lily's gonna hate that, but <laughs> yeah, I grew up in Pennsylvania. <laughs> I like shooting guns sometimes. Nico likes shooting guns. Oh, he does. And then, real quick, I got a shout out, uh, Christian Wensner. That dude was super cool to me, taught me a lot. I took like one or two lessons with him, but that's kind of all I needed, you know, just to think about how he, that dude is a scientist, the German guitar wizard. Perfect. One of the OG defeated sanity. Members. And that's the other thing, man. I saw Christian when him, uh, him and Weber and those guys came through for Obscura, and I was like, dude. You're one of the only people on the planet who really knows what I know now about like, yeah. what's it like to like really be inside of that shit with Lily. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, and Brilliant. it's like, that's cool. So, yeah. And Christian, love you, man. You're my fucking yeah. hero, the German guitar wizard. Yeah. He's badass. Grateful to even have that dude know who I am. I'll say the same thing about Craig Peters. I love you, Craig. Oh, yeah. Craig. Yeah, I love Craig. Fucking yeah. a monster. That dude's been yep. super to me i got to Diego. spend a month with him on the road he's a dude, great dude me and him man, vibed I, on billiards hardcore dude, dude. that's yeah. like dude when i and saw hair him, length dude <laughs> same day as deeds and like, craig we're hanging all day bro i can't wait to nerd out talk guitar yeah, yeah. diego oh, yeah. ron kachnik john longstrith ben monder you know what i mean fucking you guys yeah. lily josh jake paul i love all of you you guys made my life man so and i just want to get back and be the best version i can and of course the fans of defeated sanity i won't let Fuck yeah, man i'm here to be Big sick thing. i'm here to take it to the every day i'm trying to be the best version of myself as well dude and i think that's a great fucking thing that we can, can take do, from tonight man. dude is just you fucked up lot yesterday just you woke up this new morning. Day, new day. Improve on that, dude. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, because it's a long, strange trip, isn't it? That's like it me. Is, like, I'm dude. fucked up tonight. Oh, like, I, hopefully, I wake up and I'm not <laughs> fucked up. And then I, like, so, <laughs> no, dude. Yeah. Drink water, Joel. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah no, I, I, hydrate, I hydrate hard, dude. Somebody smashes, once told me. smashes the water in his mouth hard. Yeah, yeah, put, put, put that Malibu rum down, bro. Malibu yeah. <laughs> rum. If, hey. the first alcohol I ever drank, by the way. Was <laughs> it really? Kid. I don't know oh, why you called that yeah. out. Like, <laughs> hey, when Let I used to go put it on the shirt, stand up. Well, oh, yeah. Dude. It's fucking vulgar oh, display of Smash Mouth, dude. Yeah, yeah, I, I was trying to get you to say it, it earlier. Yo, you guys see the video of that? The, 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 it's the, great. Smash Mouth, like, so trash. Cool. Doing the full-on, yep. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, white. No, he quit. No, he quit. He quit the next day. They quit the, they're talking about, like, when he was wasted on that show. And he was like dropping. He's all, what? He's like dropping his beer and like he's like yeah, threatening people, like, people in the front. He's like, all fight you. Yeah, it was wild. He's all take my dick out. Fuck it. Next morning, he's like, I quit music. It's like I quit music. I apologize. I'm done. Uh, yeah, to quit alcohol or drugs. <laughs> I know, I know, right? I don't quit Jesus. that. I just quit music. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, I, that's so funny, dude. You totally called it, Joseph. He he was like, hey, you know what? If I'm going to quit one thing, it's just the art thing, dude. Fuck it. I'm just gonna <laughs> deal with the substances. Yeah. Nobody's going to watch me. I'm not going to have an audience while I'm doing it anymore, guys. I'm yeah, just going yeah, yeah. to do just... it in alley. Yeah, I want to keep the substance going. I don't want to perform anymore. I don't know. I kind of uh, understand that. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. All right. See you guys. All right. Yeah. All right. All, right. That's all the wrap up bullshit. Hey Battleforcecoffee.com. I'm, re I'm ready, Max. All right. Um, 
uh, fuck, man, I need to learn this one again, dude. Come um, on, Anthony. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Joe- death yeah. podcast, bro. You're, no, yeah, I, I guess called. that's what it's called. Thank you. Right? Yeah. Generator <laughs> rehearsal. Studios. What's the what's the rehearsal thing? Put generator. The, the on. Generator. Yes, dude. Generator. Oh, you have to, you have to double. Uh, oh, that's a, put on the video. But hey, okay. Well, actually, now that Diego's here, yes, it's a very special plug right now. Very special. Oh. Generator. Everyone. Oh, something. Rehearsal. Joel, do it. Uh, I already did. So, Everyone's so Diego. There it is. Now. Diego, tell us about generate your experience at Generator Rehearsal Studios. Generator. <laughs> well, originally I used to jam out with KC over there, you know, with his spot. And then he landed up selling it to a family friend that I've known, his sister. His name is Ben Pinnacock. And uh, his sister's Amanda Pinnacock. And I've known her since middle school. Damn. Seventh grade. So all of a sudden, KC says, Oh yeah, I'm gonna sell the place. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck, man. You know, I thought he was gonna. Move. I, every time KC has a new transition, I think he's moving up north. Yeah. And I'm like, he's like, oh, this is my bro. Whenever he comes, he's like always oh, right there. You know, he's yeah. like, not far away. You know. Yeah. And so all of a sudden he says, oh yeah, he pays in a. Uh, it's gonna name it Generator Studios. And I'm like, oh, you know this band Generator. It's like a, like a punk rock, fucking mm-hmm. band. You know, like old, mm-hmm. old, old Pennywise and Lagwagon and that kind oh, of stuff. The, oh yeah, Generator's like a, like a. Uh, bad religion. Yeah, bad religion feel for yeah, sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, his cover band, huh? Yeah, yeah. So all of a sudden, Casey's like, "Oh yeah, fucking band." So I go over there, you know, to jam out with Casey and uh, actually with Joseph too for TV fucking shit. And uh, next thing you know, man, universe fucking puts one bro in another bro's hands, and they pass it on to the next bro, and everybody's yeah, hanging man. out with this, and he's still there, you know. That's the family. Yeah. Yeah, man, taking care of shit, and it's you know he plays the drums, dude. He's a sick drummer, and he plays, and he's a vocalist in that Bad Religion yeah. Generator, which is the Bad Religion cover band. And yeah, dude, they got, they got people, rooms bro. for rent, rooms for fucking rent. Yeah, just anybody like, in the jam just space. Yeah, you know, this old, old story of like the first time I met Diego was at a jam space back in uh, Claremont or, or no, off Miramar. Miramar. Yeah, whatever that area is. Yeah, Universal um, Sound. Back when I was in high school, yeah, you <laughs> practicing with AJ and you guys. You guys had like all this porn on the wall, like, yeah. like, but magazines, dude, not digital, like magazines. Yeah. Like, that was like, Ricky's like, wall. <laughs> yeah, Wait, you know what? That's his wall. But it was, you gotta stay fucking inspired. It was behind us. Me, me and Ben got to sit there and be like, "Oh yeah, like you just you sound really good, Ricky." You know, like yeah, yeah. And then my all those beautiful naked women behind you. You know, it was his wall, but he didn't look at him as he came in. Hey, Ricky, what makes you go so fast? Power fucking dude, just. Just fucking tricks, dude. Just makes me go as fast as I can, dude. And then you see (laughs) Ricky. Ricky's style is just so fucking like. It's like, it's like if Kevin and him made a band together, where Ricky was on drums and Kevin was on guitar, it'd be the most muscular, fucking death metal band on the planet. I don't know how Ricky was sustaining that shit, man. Like, dude, he was like, so good. Yeah, was dude, so it's so like good. his whole... Dude, I ain't never seen anybody... Like, the videos from the golden era, right, Diego? Like, like yeah. the golden era, it yeah. looks like they're yeah. sped up. They look like sped up videos. Like, the way yeah. his body is moving, but we've, it looks yeah. like 
faster than it is. And when you yeah. see it in person, you're like, it looks faster mm -hmm. than it is, but it's, it's yeah. right. that's real. It's in real time, man. That's such a new yeah. problem that we have. Like, there's like drummers yeah. that like have to hold up iPads with like counters on it to be like, yeah. and then like play, <laughs> like have but, it in the background to be like, I'm not speeding up. I swear to God, I'm not speeding up because it's like yeah. such a double down on our resident homie, the professor playing yeah. every single thing that ricky ever did Fuck and playing it fucking like a fucking savage dude yeah legit yeah yeah major this would just be a good time to again to shout out it, well i wanted to say when vaughn uh tabbed that uh perverse manifestation song uh and helped for us doing the song live with the bass player uh, when when Diego was looking for somebody uh, to tab, I was like, Dude, he's not gonna find anybody. Like, there's no one who can tab Discord songs, like except me. Uh, I'm the only one who can do it. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then yes. and then when even when he like, there's a screenshot of you and him over Zoom or whatever. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know who this guy is, but I'm sure he didn't do it right because this is you know there's not, no one's gonna be able to do this. And then I like got the tab and I'm like. Damn, this is pretty good. So I actually knew Vaughn was sick before I even heard him on guitar. I was just like, oh yeah, he can like tap this stuff. That's more yeah. impressive than yeah. most so, guys yeah. I see at a show or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, then well, with you played a riff by a riff too, you know, and I was like, oh, yeah. no, this guy's learning my shit. Uh -oh, well, you know? with respect to the Ricky thing, uh, uh, now that I've learned all his parts and discords, then I just have to become the vocalist of Suffocation next. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that. I learned all of his parts and Suffocation. I thought you were going to say that. Oh, that would be amazing. That would be so, that that would be now, so sick, dude. I'd pay all the money I have. To be like, have like, oh, the devil. You might have a chance. <laughs> Cali Death like, like, says, oh, we're quitting all our jobs. We're going to go on tour with yeah. Suffocation because... We all have to jump on the instruments that we're getting. It's like yeah. we all have to do the thing. Yeah. Like, all right. Or it's we like might, we have one week to do what it. If, what if we <laughs> oh follow a vacation and we yeah. play in the parking lot every night as suffocation? Yeah. Mm. Oh, oh, okay. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, like just do that Foo Fighters video. Oh, well, yeah. Case of what? You know what I mean? We have what? Yeah, we got enough. We'll call ourselves Fussication, dude. Hemorrhage Cation? Yeah. No. Yeah, hemorrhage cation, dude. No, you see that Foo Fighters song where they all like learn to fly. They all play the drums. Is like they all learn to fly. It was, it was like uh, three hundred. Yeah, it was like three hundred or whatever. The biggest, yeah, like, drum, yeah. the biggest drum concert yeah. in the world. Yeah, that's, like, that's right, like right. So imagine that. Like my nightmares. You have to organize that. It's like infecting the crypts, just like oh yeah, three hundred <laughs> drummers, just like you know. It's like I've it's I heard I think it was it was either in the Diego podcast or, or one of the other ones I had checked out recently where it's like <laughs> suffocation is probably the most mentioned band on this podcast. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, sure. yeah. And Pierce from Within is the most mentioned album. Oh, I gotta this is the last this uh, I know I know Anthony's like no, I, I, you, oh, you can I keep know. going, dude. I, I, I'm on, on your time. So I was, I'm thinking oh, yeah. of you right now. Dude, so I have one vest, right? I don't really wear it, but I always want it. Oh, Joel, it's, it's reality <laughs> coming back <laughs> into you right that, now, right? dude. But I, the protocol patches and everything, but that's so funny. I'm just, that's not me. You know, I'm not gonna have a jacket with a thousand patches. I just, I'm just yeah, yeah, yeah. I just posted about this. Yeah, yeah. But like, man, I'm like a yo. You need to have one patch and let everybody know what you're really about. 
Damn. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I like it. Yeah, dude. Yes. <laughs> there it line. is, dude. That's the bottom but, but, line, but, dude. That's the two bottom patches. Line, you, got, dude. you got two patches, though. So, so you're already you kinda... on, on the. He's got a Brodequin I got the black card. Oh, black card. I thought it was Brodequin. No, I mean, it's far away. Sorry. You're right. It's it's a double. Two patches for one vest is bad. Find the smallest suffocation patch you can have and just put it like in the middle, like somewhere. So explain it for the audio listeners. Oh yeah, we saw a battle vest, classic battle vest, the metal vest where everybody throws their patches on. But on Vaughn's version, it's the upper left, just like it's a fucking work shirt. But then on the back, it's the main patch. And actually, that made that made a fun little game for me. I'm like. If you had a vest and you can only put the 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 uh, uh, what employee name tag patch right here, and then the main patch on the back, would it be the same? And if it isn't, who are the two difference? And who do you make your main on the back? Who do you what make do you mean employee? The... What do you mean employee? That was like just a a reference of where it is. Come Traps, on, dude. Oh, okay, okay. You're about the yeah. Oh, it's where it's okay. Okay. yeah, where it's supposed to go. If you had a, if I you want had... to get a Traps Auto Mersey, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Suffocation on the it's back. On fire, dude. It's gorge on the on the pocket, dude. Suffocation. Yeah, baby. Gorge on the pocket. That's it. Yeah. Okay, sorry, sorry. Breathing want... on the back. Ah. Keep going. Keep going. I want Casey oh. sick more often, dude. I'll be right back. Is uh, yeah, I, I ran out of I ran out of drinks. I got to get a couple more or something. I don't know. <laughs> hey, uh, well, he has to stay hydrated because he has 103 temperatures. I, I've been sick for like five, four days. I haven't had a drink yeah. in a minute. Let me get. Let me Can you say, baby, lock them doors and turn them lights down low. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he disappeared. Is is a Blackheart Guitars a uh, company you sponsor, or? I mean, I, I yes and no, I guess. You, you know, them. Uh, I I inherited Ronnie's original Black Card Elite. He basically hooked me up with pennies on the dollar. You know, he just did the whole oh, yeah. thing because I was playing a seven that was like, you know, something I picked off the rack at a slam ass. Sam Ash. I call it. <laughs> slam ass. Um, you know, uh, and it just was I, I, that normal, I really like, wanted that to be an actual Freudian. You did it on purpose. You're too, hey, I, dude, you're no, too on point with your dude, speaking, bro. I, I never had a problem with drugs. Let me put it that way. But like, <laughs> I'm an ass, dude. Your host I, got, ass, I, got from, I got it from shit water. I mean, sweet water. Um, and then I went, yeah. No, I love sweet water, by the way. But, uh, so, so, yeah, Ronnie hooked me up because he could see, like, he was like, dude, you're playing better than that guitar. It's time you get a big boy instrument. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, what's interesting is, yeah, so I, I was doing a lot of seven stuff and playing all the malignancy stuff. And then with Reviled, we were playing sevens, and that was cool. But um, with Defeated, obviously, we we're playing in C and stuff. And I mean, I just I just like playing the Jackson soloist, man. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. everything I want in a guitar. It's ergonomic. I can sling it around. It just feels right. I mean, for yeah. me, it was Doug Cerrito. Yes, sir. Still is. I mean, I I think when I think Doug and the soloist in '96, '97, that's that's the bottom line, bro. Putting it into yeah. the universe, we'd yeah, love yeah, to have Doug yeah. Cerrito on the show. Yeah, yeah. So I got the yeah, I got this. I got one right here too. A lot that's, of people. Oh shit! Everybody, break out your soloist, dude. Everyone, oh, yeah. I got one right here too. All right, here we go, guys. Soloist. <laughs> I love it, man. Oh, you said you said ergonomic, so I brought out the, my ergonomic strand. My shit ain't ergonomic at all, bro. <laughs> no, 
Neurodynamically speaking. <laughs> this this whammy bar misses that that guitar slot. <laughs> oh, you know what's funny, you know what's funny oh, is right yeah. now. I, I appreciate I, that, Joseph. We started plugging, and then most of our live people just left. Probably. No, 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 no. I sent them to Max. Oh, well, so, I, so yeah. All right, I said I was rating Max. So like, I mean, now it's gonna be on the video later. Are there yeah. comments? Oh, there's been, been comments the whole time. night. Those people, there's some people. Oh, dude, you're oh still. On, you forgot to switch over from private chat. They're all gonna be like, "Wow, this kid sucks." There's people showing up. There's people that show up now after I because on Twitch you can raid people. You send all your viewers to someone else. So I did that when we were wrapping up, and then we went into another story, another story, another story. But like people have shown up like after, and then they get to hang out. Pretty much is how it works. Yeah. After hours. Cali yeah, yeah. after hours, dude. I will say I, dark. everything I've seen in the chat tonight, everybody is super stoked on Yvonne, dude. Cool, you're, oh, you're yeah, really cool, dude. dude. To yeah. everyone, anyone was commenting, I didn't even realize it was a nah, dude. Big you're a real dude. And and I mean we can't see these. You can't see these. Any support, I appreciate he throw Joel has been throwing them up at the bottom, but if you're if you're focused, yeah, yeah. It's, it's whatever. But either way, uh, you'll see it on the on the on the YouTube. The response to okay. you has been great, and aside from that, on the show, my response to you has been totally. Your your you, your vibe is great, dude, and I I'm so glad that uh, I got to spend this time with you tonight, and I want to spend more time with you in the future, dude, because. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're, long, you, you have naturally become a homie in three and a half hours. Long, yeah, totally. yeah. Uh, you know, but last time I was in Southern California was for work. Obviously, uh, I want to come out to SoCal and play. You know what I mean? Yeah, bro. Nice, yeah. dude. And I'm I'm up in NorCal too. So if you're ever in the Bay near San Francisco, I'm, I'm in Santa Cruz. Cruz. I'm in oh, Santa Cruz. Yeah. He's in Sacramento area. Yeah, I. You know, odds are, you know, what's nice about the defeated thing too is, you know, with Lily being based in Berlin, myself being based here in New York city, and then Jake being based in Los LA. Angeles. Yeah, yeah. Josh is, Josh is, he's doing seances, listening to black metal. <laughs> <laughs> like Washington. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Hiking at, to the top of yeah, snow capped mountains. Yeah. 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 In the Northern sky, dude, like a true yeah. son of Northern darkness. And I'm not joking about well, the snow capped mountains. Thing. That guy really does go dude, into the places where dude, you're like, you, Oh, you could die here yeah he's <laughs> that that man his i look in his eyes and there's something missing that he left on that <laughs> i'll tell you what i love you josh i love you to death yeah dude boy yo again shark eyes josh we love josh you josh and i love we love 90s gangster rap i want to do the 90s gangster oh rap. my god why are you yeah, saying this at the end of this thing tricks. i love I Dude. Anthony's all trying to wrap it up, and he just says 90 gangster rap. He's all, I'll be on here for three more hours. <laughs> Anthony, you can go to bed. Vaughn, we're going to stay in touch. Anthony, go to bed. Anthony, go to bed. We'll stay I'm going to go sleep on my air mattress thinking Diego. about all the things I want to send Diego. you in the morning. Dude. Yeah. We're like you're breaking time to five oh, totally. hours, guys. Five it's the hours same energy, man. Slam, BDM, 90s gangster rap, hardcore. Same aggression, same. Yes fighting against yep. this, this postmodern disaster you know yeah. it's like yeah. mm, hell yeah just dude. different perspectives of getting to yeah. this point in the middle yeah. of the board you know mm. so yeah. yes dude and josh you know he's we would be like jamming jedi mind tricks or i was trying to you know trying yeah to some ghost face you know, know, right i'm gonna start taking my pants off dude 
<laughs> Please do. Yeah. Thank you, Faden. I feel constricted in my pants now. Dude, I need to be freed from it. Yeah. Start off some Pornhub, dude. You're good. Let me go take it. After hours, baby. All right, no, for real. We, we do need to wrap this up, dude. We can we can post pod. Whoever wants to hang out, dude. Vaughn, you want to keep going, dude? We're gonna yeah, post pod after this. I, should, yeah, I, dude. I gotta. Yeah. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta. You can wrap it up, dude. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, don't, yeah, feel yeah. Like, don't feel obligated. I just yeah, really am right now. It's I'm a work hard, play hard kind of guy. Like I work my oh. ass off just oh, so dude. when I can hang. And Diego so, knows I like to hang, man. I love oh, kicking it, man, with like-minded people. So, but yeah. unfortunately, it's it's maybe dude, it's fun. very late for you. Yeah, no, Vaughn, eleven for me. I'm like, oh, it's kind of getting late. It's eleven. It's like two a.m. Like right no <laughs> doubt, though, dude. We're gonna be yeah. staying in touch, dude. I guarantee yeah. everybody yeah. who's yeah. on here, this six, this Brady bunch yeah. will be staying together after yeah. this. Yeah, dude. Sure. Hey, we had a great time, dude. Like so much fun. Just to wrap it up with you guys, super humbled and honored to be here. Cali okay. podcast rules. Go buy merch. I'm gonna go buy a shirt. Like right now, support. Oh, yeah, I oh, mean, you man. guys, dude, fucking Diego, Luke LeMay, James Murphy, Christian Wensner, the list goes yeah. on and on of, of Hamilton, Jacoby. Yeah. You know, I just so awesome, humbled. Awesome, homies. Here, Candy, brother. Thank We're you. We're very you. happy to have you a part of it, dude. Yeah. And yeah, Steve, yeah, yep. Keep following all things Defeated Sanity. Like I said, okay. tour, big tours coming up, new album, new everything. So, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, look out, and I look forward to seeing everybody. Uh, you defeated fans on the road, Diego. Yeah. I love you to death, my dude, my fucking hero. I'll see you, brother. I'll see yeah, you. look Very for that. Stuff, is. Joel, Tavani Thomas, and Velocity Two are coming up. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, hell yeah, brother. Uh, Battle Force Coffee, uh, Cali Death <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> 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 Uh, go to the fucking generator rehearsal studios.com and love there. your life and move on. Yep. Okay. I didn't, I wasn't ready for this. All right. Bye guys. Thank you. Thank you.